Um, if, if there was someone... sure my face is on the re-edited version from now on yeah. that's my only stipulation <laughs> i still love that start that's absolutely <laughs> spot on um evening everyone it is a, another uh fully transfer show episode seven the weeks are just going like absolute mad um but yeah welcome to another um interesting transfer field show um, I say it every week, I don't know how we're going to fill this show, but the links and the interest always keeps running. And look, we've got a few guests tonight that are going to talk in detail about all the transfers and answer your questions in the chat. And there are already questions popping up already. So welcome, everyone. Um, and of course, we've got the loaded boys in the, in the house to talk all things Newcastle United. How are we all? All good, people. Good, mate. Good, 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 mate. I don't think uh, me and Daz are as warm as the rest of you is in the UK yet, but apparently it is heading our way. So um, I think Daz has ordered and started to, he's got a JCB arriving at his tomorrow to build him an underground shelter because otherwise he will melt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, apparently we're meant to get uh, a good plus 30 or more from kind of Friday onwards. So not quite sure. I'm sure we'll get some announcement from the Irish government. I think the country will be closing down till next Wednesday, but um, yeah. Party. Should see, should see beer sales increase. Happy days. Um, so yeah, all good. Looking forward to a bit of heat the weekend. I've got a long weekend, kids' birthdays and crap. But yeah, all good. Just a shout out to Roy there to start off the show. That Roy was the the prize winner there on the, the last show at the, the weekend, the Sunday, I think it was. Yeah. So uh, yeah, cheers to that, Roy. Thanks for the donation to the channel. Yeah, it has been. It has been uh, the dresses has been passed out to Retro and FC. They're going to be shipped out at the end of the week. Lovely. Oh, super, super. So yeah, already lots going on in the chat already tonight. But look, we're we're not going to beat around the bush. We're we're going to get the um we're going to get the guests on right now. So um welcome in uh, back in Lee Davy. Welcome back, Lee. Hi, hi everyone. Even, you're well. Thanks for having Even, me back. Always good Even, to mate. be a part of this show. Definitely <laughs> good to have you. And uh, making we're, we're like family team. now, Lee. We're like family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I've already seen you today already. So, yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, make, making his debut. Um, uh, welcome in, um, Jack Talbot. Hello. Jack. Thanks for having me. You're right. Even. You're very Jack. sweaty, so do excuse me. It's uh, <laughs> okay. We all are, mate. We all are. Yeah. Apart from the Irish boys, we're, we're all absolutely swelting right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, myself and Leah are a little bit more further south than you as well, so uh, uh, so we, we we know we know how you're feeling right now. But um, look, Jack's more, more than importantly, um, welcome to the show. 
Um, great you. to have you on Alone HQ. I know you um, spoke to Martin uh, initially and, and managed to sort it out and and, and come on. So it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on to to talk transfers. I think we've all we've all watched um, your, your YouTube clips. I, I had the pleasure of um, uh, being on with you in True Faith last week um, to talk transfers. But look, looking forward to hearing what you got to say on all things Newcastle United, mate. Thanks so much. I'm glad the uh, YouTube's doing okay. Um, the camera's not too good, but, you know, <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, mate. Nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. Um, if, if people in the chat are wondering uh, if there's one person missing, um, uh, there is one person missing. Uh, uh, Mr. Jordan Cronin is going to join us at some point, but as it's been well documented already, um, he's actually going to collect his luggage. Um, it's arrived. <laughs> So it's uh, breaking news, um, and it will be breaking news when he has his luggage as well. So keep hold of that breaking news, Daz. I think we'll need it again at some point. In the show. he has so, it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we'll be welcoming Jordan on very shortly. Now, look, before we get into transfers, um, uh, one of the friends of the, of the channel actually kind of tweeted us, Earlier, the Loaded Boys have mentioned, you know, there have been some pictures and some of the changes to inside the stadium. So I just thought it'd be nice to mention that because we mentioned it a few weeks ago. But um, there's obviously been some improvements there, some clear improvements of what's going on in the stadium, uh, obviously the concourse and, and, and where we obviously socialise and have a few drinks at half time. But boys, what, what, what do you make? of some of the changes you know you can clearly see it's been well painted it looks a lot more modern a lot neater um you boys looking forward to getting into into the stadium again and, and experiencing it all i'll be first there pete i'm back yeah. for the first yeah. game so i am delighted that they're doing this up for me that's, that's they're really putting out all the stops <laughs> Yeah, making an effort, especially for Daz. You, you'll have the red carpet, no doubt, I imagine. Exactly. He's not even going to make the stadium. He's going to be spotted on the way up. He'll be outside, posing outside the food bank with Jamie Rubin, probably. <laughs> I would imagine. He'd be Which is why I've got better seats than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'd be out there shaking a the tin with Hasty. Um, yeah, look, it's good to see. I think, um, to be fair, I'll be over at some point. Um, most of us, well, certainly me and Daz, and, and uh, I know we kind of we've all got memberships for this season. Um, still yet to see them arrive, but if uh, if my jersey's anything to go by, I'm sure it'll arrive by Christmas. But um, so yeah, we will get over, and I know obviously Richie's um, Richie's doing a little bit of spade work. Um, there's a little bit of talk about us loaded boys um, after after the new year, um, maybe coming over and grabbing a table at one, in one of the the corporate areas and. Uh, enjoying ourselves for a day and maybe doing something while we're over there. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely be over at some point this season, hopefully a couple of times. But again, depending on work, flights, kids and, and everything else, but certainly more opportunity to get over, although I think it'll be a struggle to get tickets. So I am relying on a couple of people to do me favours, um, Mr. Oxley and a couple of others who have offered up tickets and stuff for me. So fair play to them. Um, although Paul Oxley was quite insistent to remind me, definitely not an A game, category A, don't even ask me. So um, yeah, we're busy looking at games that I can get over for. But yeah, we'll be over. It's great to see it. Look, too many years of neglect, Pete. You know yourself. You guys have been there more regular than we have um, since reopening. So I think it was long overdue. Um, and a good job. I was trying to dig out what the company's name was, but I was just going to give them a shout out. But I can't seem to put me. Have any uh, pigeons on. gone by now? 
<laughs> I think it, I think it has. It was confirmed. I think it was confirmed before the last game of the season. That yeah, it had been That's a bit of a shame, I suppose. Yeah, the Gallagher pigeon. Yeah, he had his there, own Twitter or... account, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? <laughs> yeah. They, they should build it like a little mini statue and just just keep yeah, it little bit, uh, where it was. Uh, <laughs> just just stick him matter. alongside Bobby Robson's foot. <laughs> put him out where Shearer was. Yeah, definitely. But look, so just on, just on uh, the windowsill of the ticket office. Or that, or that. Um, uh, look, we'll, we'll get into it because look, there's a there's a lot to discuss, and um, I'm I'm struggling where to start. But look, I, I, I guess we'll start with where. Um, the news has kind of come today in that um, with with regards to outgoings, Kieran Clark has left the building. Now, what's interesting about this is that he only had a year left on his contract. He's gone for a season-long loan, so it looks like it is the last time we will see him at the club. Um, uh, Jack, I'll come to you first. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, a good deal all round? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, I think he's sort of Unfortunately, the last season, he kind of tarred things with the red card. I can't remember who it was against. Was it Norwich? We played oh, Norwich, yeah. And he got the red card. But to be honest, you know, from when he came, I think it was the first Rafa season, just after we got relegated. I believe he was he came in then. So he's been yeah. there for like five years, maybe six years. And I've always liked him. I know he had a bad season. And he got too bit bit too crap, basically. But I remember him in the championship, him, him under Rafa. He was a solid, solid um, defender. So I have no qualms of him going, but I wouldn't say he was a bad player by any measure. We had Boom Song, you know, we've had Boom Song. Kieran Clark is... We've had above. Titus Bramble as well. We had Titus Bramble, although we did score a great goal against Chelsea that time, but yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Titus Bramble played Champions League football. I know. As much as, as, much yeah. as, as, much as we get on his back, the guy played Champions League football. And we know because, Lee, we were there. We watched him play Champions League football. So, he, you know, it, it's, it's hard to kind of get on his back. But, yeah, Boomsong was an atrocious piece of business. And, and yeah, it's, uh, putting, putting Clark alongside him is maybe a little bit harsh. But, but yeah, I think yeah. we're all just glad to, to get rid of him. Um, that, that's for sure. Yeah. I think. I think the the other thing to say, Pete, like the it's a little bit. I was reading yesterday, and then again today, a little bit of flak flying around. No people of oil, snowflakes, and everything else. And I know it's just a terminology, and I'm sure you know Lee and and, and Jack and, and and other guys have used it. But there's quite a little bit of hatred going around for the Chronicle after they used the term dead wood. Oh, um, I getting, know. Getting I know. used to it. And I and I get it there, but I think I think it's right what Jack says. Listen, these guys have all as as much as they've had their moments, they've all been really good servants when we were deep in the shit under the Rafi uh, under the Ashley years. And I, I kind of I don't really have an issue with the use of the word, but I can see why some people are a little bit peeved with what the Chronicle did in the way that the kind of the terminology and the sentence went out. In that, look, they are going to move on. They've kind of you know dropped to the twenty threes, training with the reserves. They know that they're not going to feature in the club. And I just think it perhaps, you know, some people are saying, I think some of the write-ups could have been worded maybe a little bit better for some of the outgoing players that have served well. So it's a little bit of a shame sometimes the way it's... I get that it's not, you know, it's not meant in any bad way, but I think sometimes, you know, you read something back afterwards and kind of go, oh, yeah, could have done better with that. Um, 
used as a stock word, I think, a lot in journalism. People would say dead words, just meaning the players that need to go. But you're right, if you actually unpack it a bit, then perhaps better terminology could be used. But I don't know if it was used in any malice. It was just sort of... No, no, it wasn't. No, it was yeah. like I, I read it back a few times. But I, look, there's a few people up in arms and out. You, you'll get it. But I think I think it is worthwhile remembering the likes of Clark and stuff when we were in, you know, dark, dark yeah. days. You know, yeah. they did yeah. do a good job for us in those early seasons. So that, that's the same time, remembered. At the same time, Martin, that, that's the word we've been constantly using, Deadwood. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, we're a fan absolutely. channel. So. But I'm just saying how we're things not. have changed, though, Daz. You know what I mean? There's certain things you would, you, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure Lee and Jack and, and Jordan have wrote stuff up. And, you know, you wouldn't think twice about saying a word or saying something. But I think it does. It shows where we've got to and that certain things have to be done and rephrased. And, you know, you have a half a fan base kicking off because of the use of one word, which, you know, we know why it was used. But again, I think nobody's denying they were good servants to the club. Or that it's detrimental to them as players or anything else. So, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I think it's um, more than a fair point. And um, uh, again, it's a, it is definitely a discussion point uh, moving forward. Um, so Clark's out the door. Um, he's gone to Sheffield United. Uh, one of my good friends is a Sheffield United fan. He's very happy to see him uh, arriving at the club. Um, we've also got a situation with Dwight Gale. Um, now, interestingly, you know, he was looking set to go to Middlesbrough, but it looks like that deal is not going to happen now in terms of um, his wages and what he's asking for is maybe a little bit too high for championship clubs. Um, again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come back to Jackson. I'll, I'll open the floor up to everybody else. Um, you know, do we are we are we getting a little bit um, kind of bogged down by what was maybe three years ago? With Dwight Gale in terms of everyone saying he's a guaranteed championship goal scorer, championship goal scorer, but he hasn't played really in like three years uh, in championship level. And is he still at that level? Um, and is there a concern that, that teams in the championship are, are taking a risk with someone like Dwight Gale? Um, Jack, I'll come to you first. Or what, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think there was a period when West Brom tried to bid 20 million for him. I think it was under the Ashley era, and we rejected it. Um, I've always liked Dwight Gale, and he's part of the reason we got promoted in 2016. I think he got 23 goals and he got injured, so he could have bagged like over 30 in that that campaign. And he has been, you know, even when Mitrovic was there, um, Mitrovic was selected over him, and I always thought Gale should be playing. But, you know, I think even recently, or maybe I'm... Maybe it is actually like four years ago, but he like scored like a cracking goal against Man United recently, and there was that one... I don't know who it was, maybe it was against Liverpool where he scored quite a good goal. I think maybe it was Joe Willock knocked it back to him and he, he buried it. It's still got something about him. Um, I think he scored probably 15 goals in all competitions next season. Um, and he's another one sort of similar to Clark. I think he, I've always liked him and I appreciate him as a player. And I have fond memories of Dwight Gale, especially against Norwich a well, years ago, the 4 3, if he's got a hat trick in that. So I don't know what his level would be. You know, I'm sure he'll get a few goals, but he's certainly not Premier League. Yeah, I think I think it's a fair point. And look, I'm just going to halt things right now because um, we've had um, what's been a, a fantastic donation from um, somebody in the chat. I don't know if we, we, we've got it up there. So massive thanks to uh, Noaf um, Saka. Um, thank you for your for your donation to the channel. Really, really uh, appreciate that. And you know. Uh, it's a huge, huge gesture um, for for a channel that's really only been going just over a year. 
Um, so, you know, we really, really appreciate that. And we appreciate that you feel um, it necessary to to donate something to us um, for providing you content with regards to Newcastle United. Um, and we will continue to do so with donations like that for sure. And we're able to put that into the channel to ensure that more content, better content is put out um, over the weeks and months ahead. So massive, massive thank you to you. Um, I would say please stay in touch with the channel. Um, and yeah, contact us so we can you know, say more of a, uh, of a formal thanks to you uh, after the show. So massive, massive thank you to you. Thank you very, very much. And everyone in the chat obviously knows um, and appreciates the the type of donation that that is. So you know, it was important to kind of break that just to just to thank you with regard to that uh, in itself. But um, going back to the point, yeah, D Dwight Gale, look, loaded boys. Um, Dwight Gale, are we are we kind of are we in in the position now where his wages and the question mark of whether he can still do it in at this level is that the biggest reason why we can't get him out of the club? I think it's wages, it's plain and simple. That's you know I, I still think you'd be able to, uh, to score a goal in the championship. The goal scorer never really loses that touch. Yes, he might have probably lost a half yard of pace, but if you've got that striking instinct, you don't tend to lose it. I literally think it's down to his wages because he's on at ridiculous wages. And obviously, you know, we, we discussed this the other week. Um, you know, there's a, he hasn't been getting any bids for uh, off Premier League clubs. Um, you know, there's some of them at the lower end of the table are struggling to get. Uh, you know, haven't got the money for those sort of wages. So, a championship clubs that aren't really going to be able to afford those wages either. So, I, I think it's literally purely down to his salary each week's uh, paid. That point. Um, Daz, I'll come to you. Dwight Gale, is it is it as, as Richie said, wage related, or is it, or is it just a case that people don't believe he, he's at that level now? Uh, I'd say it's wage related because he, he does a good job in. in How's he in, doing that without moving his mouth? Oh, I'm frozen. I'm like, yeah, sorry, my connection's a bit a bit playing up. It must be the heat here in Ireland as well. So you can hear me, but you can't see yeah. me. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a balmy 19 in Galway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. That that's, doesn't go any higher. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely due to his wages because he does a job in the championship. Um, uh, and everywhere he's gone in the championship, he's scored goals. Uh, he's, we, know, we all know the, the crack of them, though. He's, he's, he has been happy to, to sit it out. And he hasn't got a, a, a chance in the last couple of years, with the, even with, no matter who's been the manager. So, uh, But, yeah, he, he, he'll go eventually, even if we have to pay, as I think it's Pete, as you put it in our chat, 70% of his wages, he'll go uh, and uh, he'll do a job for someone in that yeah. championship. Well, let's let's hope that that deal can be done because it's a player that we need out. Um, that is for sure, uh, in order to be able to strengthen in other areas. Not that we need to get him out in order to get somebody in, but in terms of bodies, you know, it, it was documented, um, you know, a, a day or two ago that you know we had twenty nine players um, in in our preseason. Now, for us, that is too many. We can only register twenty five, so we need players off the books. Um, and and that's not even including the likes of you know Clark and Gale who were here. They need to be gone in order to balance the books and also balance the squad in itself. But you know, there's another player that I want to touch on really quickly. We're sick and tired of talking about him, but it's important that we have this conversation because there has been movement since certainly Lee's been on the show and um, um and obviously um, uh, Jack and yourself you've reported on this. But Lee, I'll come to this first. Um, Eketike. 
it's not happening to Newcastle United. It's not a deal that, that's that's going through. You mentioned this weeks ago. You mentioned that that, that Ekatike seemed to be that everything was agreed, but you're but he was waiting for another move. Um, it looks like that moves to PSG. You know, although I know you follow PSG, that you're not quite happy with how this has gone down. What are your what are your sort of thoughts about that? Yeah, evening, gents. Um, yeah, it's uh, leaves a bit of a bitter taste just in terms of the way this is all played out, really, for me. Um, Newcastle United have been incredibly patient. This is going back in you know to January, and probably let's be honest, probably scouting beforehand. Um, so this has been a really long-standing situation. Um, look, there's no doubt he's he's a really good talent, but it's looking likely now as it stands, and things can change, of course, um, it's looking likely now that it's, he's inching further, to, well, closer towards Paris Saint-Germain than he is to, uh, to Newcastle United. Um, it just, again, it doesn't sit well with me. I think Newcastle have been really messed around on this situation. They've offered him, you know, a, a, a package in January to which he didn't feel ready. Um, we get to the summer and we've got a situation here where, again, Newcastle put an offer back on the table, and what we're led to believe is that, you know, an offer was pretty much um, accepted. But in terms of whatever situation has happened with him, his representatives, they were seemingly holding out for something else or wanted to see what other options were available before they committed to anything else. So it's a real shame because, you know, this is a guy who's got, you know, abundance of talent. And I really felt he would have fitted Newcastle United extremely well. I thought it was a really good move for him and for the club, it would have been. Um, but look, nothing's sorted yet. You know, we're still all in the dark about it and it's so easy to make assumptions on this situation. Uh, from what we read this week, he'd be interested in the move to PSG. You know, as a young 20-year-old Frenchman. So, you know, he, he, he is, PSG is going to be of interest to him. Um, but it's just an interesting one to see where this goes. I think it will get wrapped up sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, just a real frustrating one, I think, for all Newcastle United fans who I think had set their heart on him coming to the club. So, yeah, um, you know, we've been here week, week in, week out discussing this. Um, it's a funny one. I don't know where it's going to end up, to be honest with you. But, if, you know, from a betting man, I'd probably say he's inching further towards uh, a move to Paris and Schumann. Yeah, definitely. Jack, you, you've obviously, you, you've touched on this as well. Um, you've said that there's a, uh, you'd mentioned that there'd uh, been reports of a formal bid submitted. Um, you're obviously of the mindset that he's going to be going to PSG as well. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts with regards to that? He, is he's made a bad sort of move? Has he been badly advised? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you see his agent and his agent looks about 23 years old himself. He doesn't seem like a proper agent. And you do get a lot of football players like Trent Arnold. Um, he's got his brother doing it. And, you know, but to be fair to his brother, he's made like a massive business out of it. And some people just have like a best friend. They'll make their agent because it's a good way of giving them money. Sort of. And um, he's just been poorly advised. And his agents are sort of thinking, oh, you're world class. You need to play for the best team in the world. They've used Newcastle as a way of promoting his name because he's been in the press, he's been in the, the English press, he's been everywhere now. Um, and, you know, they have been talking since January. It wasn't like in February they stopped talking. It's been going on for that long and he's um, been poorly advised. I don't blame the player so much. I think it's just 
this bloody agent who's just been really poorly, um, who's not doing any favours. And PSG, what? I get it, he's French, but, you know, he's not going to be starting every week, I don't think. He'll probably be loaned back to his club or he'll be on the bench there on 200k. And I just think, you know, if he did want PSG, I think Mbappe's going to go to Real Madrid in a couple of years. So just go to the Premier League, go to Newcastle or someone like that. Get good two years under your belt. Playing for Eddie Howe, um, big stadium, big club, and then, okay, not in Europe yet. And then, you know, if you, you do turn out to be a star, you're still 23 years old at that point, then head back to PSG. Um, it's been really, really unfortunate, but a lot of deals are. I mean, look at the whole De Jong thing with Man United. You know, transfers become so complicated. And so it's because they're played out in public so much. Um, it's just nuts. It used to be a way, you know, you bid £4 pounds, you bring in Kieran Dyer from Ipswich, done. But now it's add-on structures, but, um, sponsorship, uh, shoe deals and, and all sorts. And so I'm rambling a little bit here, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I think we'll go back to PSG. Yeah. Nah, and it look, it looks like that, that deal is going to be done very, very shortly as both Lee and um, Jacks have said, and it's then grooved is on to another deal. Uh, look, loaded lads, I want to get your opinions on this um, for sure. Um, and in the last couple of days, this guy has been linked with us. And Alex, it's Alexander Isak. Now, um, yes, there has been playing down of this over the last 24 hours, but this has clearly been a player that has been looked at for, for Newcastle United. So, um, you know, what are your initial thoughts on Alexander Isak? And do you think he could be the type of player that Newcastle United need in order to take us forward? I think, I think he's a great player, Pete. This is one lad that we spoke about I think in the January window, we we had him as somebody that we spoke about. And I know um, our good mate, Sean Casey, um, I think sent a, a few of us, I think Richie actually chucked it up, I think on Twitter the other day, we were talking about him, that he he was somebody that was that was on the list um, within the club. And he was somebody that they, they that that unanimously kind of the, the, the board um, and, and the ownership were, were quite in favour of of looking at and doing some format of a deal. So, I think he's a good he's a good player. Um, you know, is he is he you know last last couple of seasons he's not really you know got you thirty goals, but I think he's got plenty in him. Um, from what I've seen of him, he's a good talent. He's quick and nimble for six foot three, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I think he would suit the way Eddie Howe wants to play. I think he would suit the system, and I think that's probably a key piece. Um, really, as to whether some something goes for that, but yeah, I think I think he'd be a good addition. I think he'd he'd fit well with what we want to do. And uh, again, he's a he's a young lad um, that would, would pr- probably again have a a bit of resale value if we did want to move him on at some point. But yeah, I think he'd be it'd be, it'd be a good good one to get joined up, Pete. Pete, just to add in, mate. Um, I don't know where I, I was. I messaged uh, Kev yesterday about this. There's a, a fellow on Twitter. If any, I don't know if any of you follow him. Uh, I think Jack. Yeah. I think you know him quite well. Uh, called Kev Lawson, and he did a fantastic thread on uh, Alexander yeah. Isak yesterday. Um, and I, I was reading it, and then I, I was I was saying, you know, to Kev that I I'd done a little bit of research into him. As Martin rightly said, we were linked with him in January. Um, we know that the club have been following him. We know that there is interest there. Um, 
And for me, he just, he ticks a lot of boxes. And I know we, we use that expression quite a bit on this channel, but he does seem to tick a lot of boxes. And I think, you know, the, there was some doubt, certainly for me as well. Um, when you look at his uh, 2021 figure, uh, sorry, his 1920 figures compared to his 2021 figures, you start to go, ooh, is it, you know, is there an issue? I think last season he scored maybe six or seven goals. Six. Um, whereas, yeah, whereas the season before he scored a lot of goals now. I, I again, as I say, I, I was uh, you know watching some highlights, some clips and stuff, and you know he looks exciting, and he, he he looks very unorthodox in terms of I think he's about six foot three, six foot four, yeah, yeah. but he's very very good with his feet, and when I when I I was quite pleased actually because when I when I saw this video of him from his highlights from last season. He was quite unlucky in a lot of points, you know, like he was doing some nice stuff, but it wasn't quite coming off for him. Or, you know, he'd do some fantastic build-up play and then, you know, someone else would get the ball off him and then put put the cross in and the goal would go in. But he he played a big part. But this, it, in terms of stats-wise, his contribution would have been hidden because he didn't, you know, provide the assist or score the goal. Um, so, you know, that could work in our favour in terms of the price because, you know, Newcastle, you know, could be at the negotiating table and say, listen, you know, he's only scored six goals last season. It could, you know, bring the price down ever so slightly. Um, but I, 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 for one, you know, I, I hope he's the kind of player we should be looking at. And I think, you know, he's he's played his trade now at Sociedad. Um, good league, you know, La Liga, top league. Um, he's 22, I think. And... Yeah. He just he just looks a real real prospect. So I I I hope we're in for him. And by the sounds of things, from what you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, journalists lately and uh, Jacks are saying, it certainly sounds like he is someone who's on the radar. Definitely, Richie Daz. Before we move to the, I think if, I think if you go back to the season during lockdown, obviously I think it was the what the twenty twenty one season. He had an absolutely phenomenal season. Um, and you know, if you if you go back and look at him last year, yeah, he only got six goals last year. Um, but if you actually go and actually watch his highlights, he does a, there's a lot of chances where he was either really unlucky or fantastic saves were made and stuff like that. So, um, I think the one thing that intrigues me about Alexander Isaac, um, and I think it was part of what Kev mentioned in his thread, was that <clears throat> he's a different sort of player to Callum Wilson. You know, he likes to get the ball a little bit deeper and run to, you know, um, and attack the box himself rather than, you know, be more in the box sort of thing and play the ball out wide and get it put in. So I think the one thing for me, um, and since it's, it seems to be what we've been told is Eddie Howard, that's pushing more for Isaac to be uh, one of the main targets. And also, I know uh, the pit side of the console are really pushing for it as well is um, how they're going to play with him and incorporate that. Uh, or is it just basically to, have an extra strength in the ball so they can play a different set if a different way if they want to, rather than have a complete transition to another way of playing. No, just, just uh, you're absolutely right. Sorry, go. On. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, like, um, I just yeah, look looking at a few clips on them today. Kind of seems to play and then kind of seeing in, in the clips, he's kind of more out left than in in the centre. He's 22, he's 23 in September. I think yeah, Eddie Howe could get some get, get him. Gets more out of him than what's been got today. I know that people are concerned in the chat with with the his his uh, goal scoring uh, record to, to date and the price that's been uh, quote or been mentioned. So if you can get a decent deal uh, and then Eddie Eddie Howe work his magic, it'd be worth the worth, worth the punt for sure. I think um, it. Oh, sorry, I think it gives a, a bit of a clear away in terms of the type, the play that Eddie Howe's looking for when you look at a Katike and his build and the way he plays and how he can 
drift out wide and come in and kind of build and, um, you know, drop deep and, and be the last man. And he's very versatile. I think you've got the same in Isaac as well. So it kind of shows you really what type of striker he's looking for. Um, you know, if, if for example, it, it looks as though, you know, Ekitike was obviously the number one choice, but it looks like, you know, you've got almost, I wouldn't say the word clone, but someone who's got some of the, um, some very similar traits um, in, in Isaac. So uh, I think it kind of gives a clue as to how, you know, what type of player he's looking for, what type of build, what type of, you know, um, qualities that, 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 that specific type of player can bring to the squad. Yeah, yeah Definitely. I think it's a really, really good point in their their, their build-up. But Jax, I know you've got, I know you've got to leave us um, very shortly. But just, just your opinion on uh, Alexander Azik. I know you've been watching that situation. I think someone put in the comments there. Um, Alex was good in the Euros, Isaac, and there was like, I don't think it was the Euros. I think it was before the Euros. There was so much about him and so much buzz around him and um, playing for Sweden and stuff. And I think he was heavily linked to Arsenal. Because I think he did a season where he scored like 26 goals or in all competitions. Um, but then the Euros came and I don't think he did too well. And then had uh, one more season at Sociedad and he sort of dived. But I think, as you say, it's to, as well as, you know, we've bought <coughs> Dan Byrne. And, you know, if someone told me we'll be buying Dan Byrne in December, I would be like, why? Like, I think Eddie Howe is such a good coach that yeah. just that factor... Can, I'm just positive any young player coming in uh, under his blueprint, I'm positive that he'd elevate them to something much better. It does, I'd rather DRB because it looks like we're going to spend money either on a striker, a marquee striker or a winger. I'd rather DRB. Um, but I trust in Howe's recruitment. I, I trust in the coaching um, because they haven't given us any reason to doubt him. Um, I think we're the sixth best team under him in, in the Premier League. stuff. So... Um, in, in how we trust, as corny as that sounds, but yeah, <laughs> but not yeah. corny at all for us. Yeah, um, but yeah, sorry I have to shoot off so early. Um, it's been really, really good fun, and I, I hope to be on again soon if you'd have me. Uh, but yeah, apologies, mate. definitely, Jack. No worries, Carl. Two weeks, mate. We'll be, we'll be in touch. No <clears> yeah, but we'll drop you a message, mate. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah thank you. See you, mate. Great track, uh, Jack on. Um, uh, really, really good. Um, like I say, if you've not you're not following on Twitter, make sure you do. Um, it'll be on the show uh, very soon in, in the next few weeks uh, as well. Uh, thank you, Shane. Uh, massive Shane, donation Shane. Uh, from down under Shane. in Australia. Yep. Really in li enjoying that. life in Austria. Have you been out to see the team yet, Shane? Have you, have you seen Jordan? Yeah, have you seen Jordan? Yeah, living the life in Austria. Yeah, he's, he's there. He's yeah. around there somewhere. He's definitely. I've taken somewhere. so much flack on Twitter this last couple of days for keep putting that up. Somebody. What? Else what where did that? Where did that come from? Or did someone just that, like that put was, it up as was, like a? That was me and Daz started doing it when somebody was they were talking about it and we put up good aim it and then Daz put a load of emojis with kangaroos and fucking boomerangs. So we just kind of kept it going for a while. It was, I think it was Sean Casey said something. Yeah, something happened yeah. ages ago when the loads of people were saying, oh, you know, they were talking about stuff in yeah. Australia, but like saying it was Austrian. People were going, no, yeah. it's not Australia, it's Austria. Callum like... Wilson put a picture up of train and, and just said, love, love, and, love and Austria. And I went, g'day, mate. And I put up loads of kangaroos. You want to see the hit? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've absolutely um, ruined my joke now, Martin. Thanks I, I, for sorry, that. Man. I, no I was going to do this. There, I didn't know. On, I didn't know. I look stupid if I, I didn't know it was that time. Of year that joke, Daz, that's why <laughs> you still did it, though, Daz. Yeah, 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 yeah
And the one thing I'll add with regards to Alexander Isak before we move on is that you know, some of you have alluded uh, <coughs> to the fact of his goal scoring record. Um, and you've alluded to the fact that obviously um, it hasn't been great as the previous two seasons. I think the previous two seasons were 17 and 16 in the league. Now, one of the things was, and one of the main things that actually Kev talked about, uh, and I'll go into a little bit more detail about that, is that they signed Alexander Soloff as well that same season yes. on loan. Um, and they brought him into the team. And what you found over the course of that season in Spain uh, for Real Sociedad is that there were games that were registered that um, Isaac was playing, but may have only played 15 minutes in that game because he was oh, coming on yeah. as a sub, or he would only play 65 minutes and then be subbed off for Alexander Soloff. So he wasn't playing the same continuity as he was the previous two seasons. Mm. And almost there was a number of games where he was playing either on the right or the left-hand side of a front three, and he wasn't playing as the main striker. He was pulled away from the number nine position. Exactly. And and this is what... These are the things that, you know, obviously when these players get linked as fans, we don't necessarily see these things because we might not watch the player or we might not watch the setup. And that, for me, is crucial. It's crucial. You don't go and score 16 goals, 17 goals, and then six for, for no reason. There's a reason behind it. Everyone that played in the Euros had a drop-off. Why? Because they had hardly any break, and then all of a sudden they had a Euros, and then they're back into a Premier League season. That takes its toll on a player, whether you're young or old. On the back of that, if you're then bringing in another striker and you're feeling like you have to play that striker and you're playing them all over the place, that's going to cause some some issues as well. Um, the one thing I'll say is, is actually... He was still very creative, maybe not in terms of assists, but in terms of creating chances, playing off the left or right and mm. creating chances for other people. Um, so he was still effective. And I believe personally that he would really be well suited to the Premier League. Certainly the type of counter-attacking football that we play, I think he would really benefit from that. So that's just kind of my two pence on Alexander uh, Isak on, on, on the back of that. Pete, I was just going to ask... Um... Just because I'm being naive, I'm assuming it is, but I just wanted to check. Is that Soloff, the fella who was at Palace a few years yeah. ago? Yeah. 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 So they brought him in. I think they brought him in on loan, if I'm right in thinking. I, I could be wrong with that, but they brought him in. And obviously, that, that was one of the big changes for Royal Sociedad last season. Um, and, and, and it affects players, you know, young or old. And it's something we need to remember with regards to that. Um, that is for sure. But again, another one to keep an eye on. Um, it's not guaranteed, but it's something that we need to um, keep a, a close eye on from that perspective. But look, at this point now, I think there's a couple of questions in the chat. Daz, you might want to go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to probably pick up names, really. Uh, and for, for Lee, um, people are asking about uh, Lucas Poqueta and uh Tillemans linked to, to Arsenal. I suppose, yeah, it's, it's what, what's, what are you hearing about Lucas Paqueta, Lee? Yeah, um, I think it would have been, I think this is a, this is definitely a goer, um, but it's going to be whoever meets that asking price. Um, obviously, um, Jean-Michel Lourdes has come out uh, in recent days, the uh, Lyon president, and said that, um, you know, his future is not... Uh, what it was, he, he, he's come in, he's, he's, he's obviously spoken to the, the Leon manager, Peter Bosch, told him that he sees his future elsewhere. Um, 
and from what we read there's been a transfer uh, request put in by him uh so i spoke to pete spoke to pete last week about this and you know leon will not let him go for cheap but i think anything around the 60 million mark will probably secure secure the player um that's what i i feel um i don't think anyone would need to go any higher than that it's just you know again is, is it an area that newcastle need to prioritize because you know for that kind of price it will be prioritizing what your you know your, your transfer budget is there more of a need for a Moussa Diaby is there more more of a need for, for a striker than there is for a Lucas Paqueta um for me in some ways I don't understand Arsenal's link with him if they want if you know they've been linked with Tielemans all summer uh, they've got already players that play very creative roles uh Emil Smith-Rowe they've got in there they've bought uh Fabio Vieira um from Porto as well and um and there's a there's another one that's just escaped me as well, who plays quite a creative role for Arsenal. I'm sure one of you might be able to help me out with that one. But look, um, again, and not just because I'm on this show, be very well suited to Newcastle. I'm not sure it should be a priority this summer, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I think it seems to me as though there's more pressing areas that, that, that Newcastle need to attend to than kind of like that number 10 playmaker role. I think there's there's other areas that, really would require the majority of that transfer budget but look let's see how this plays out lee i just wanted to ask you mate because uh, you, you know you you've, you know far more about paqueta than myself and maybe others um or, you know on the show and maybe some viewers at home but what you're absolutely right when you say that you know we're really we really as a club we should be looking at the right wing we should be looking at the striker we well i've read anyway and i'm sure many others have that paqueta you know is predominantly a number 10 and obviously as well you've probably gathered over the last few weeks and speaking to pete uh very regularly um that we don't really play with a number 10 but i have read somewhere you know that he's comfortable in a, a middle three maybe as an eight um he's also comfortable playing as like a false nine i've also heard recently that he play he can play on either wing i mean is that the case as it does he ever do that for leon or is he very much through the middle as far as you're aware no he's, he's uh, no cheers Chris. he's very not he's very much not not a winger um whether you know again I've, i haven't personally seen him play out wide um someone you kind of you know find space in the middle and you'll dictate play from there yes you could play him again i as a false nine, potentially, I don't think it would be his best position, but maybe to play him off, off a number nine, off a, off a Callum Wilson, for example, um, you know, would, would be another area where you could play him. So I don't know whether Newcastle would would buy him with the intention of potentially doing that. There is versatility to him. You know, he can drop deeper. Um, when he does drop deeper, that will affect his, you know, his productivity, certainly in attacking areas. But when you've got a player that's already got such a great, on-field relationship with him and then Bruno Guimaraes, um, who will play in a deeper role. You you know, all you need to do is look at some of Leon's games last season to see how these guys, you know, the, 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 the chemistry between these guys on the pitch and that chemistry comes from Bruno Guimaraes in a, in, a, in a deeper position and he's just literally just laying these passes on for, for uh, Paqueta who inevitably buries them or you know, or, or finds the right pass for, for someone to, to create create chances. but. Yeah, um, look, I'm not saying he's, he'd be a bad signing. He wouldn't be a bad signing for anyone. And it's quite clear that he, you know, he's ready for a new challenge and he wants to move on from Leon. But again, you know, it, it, it's about what do Newcastle really need? He would be a luxury signing, but maybe, maybe not a, a, a necessity at this current moment in time. 
Okay, cool. Cheers, Lee. Uh, just before I go to the next question, do you want to get shout out to, to Gary for I think Gary's rejoining as a member. Cheers, Gary. And we didn't get to mention it earlier as well. The Jordy, Jordy Mick. Cheers for for uh, the donation to the channel as well. He's rocking the t-shirt and, and the the mug as well at home right now. I'm sure. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Lee. Next question for you, and it is uh, one of your PSG guys, uh, Calimundo. Calimundo, yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Honor Calimundo. Um, he Honor Calimundo is is. On, you know, he's up for sale. PSG are open to a departure for him. Um, real good young talent. He, he needs game time. He's not going to get that. If he come, you know, he, he had last season on loan at Lawns and he was fantastic. He had a really, really solid season for them. Um, he's come back now this season to, to Paris Saint-Germain. Said he wants to be part of the squad. In truth, he needs to go and play football again. You know, there's no point in going back to PSG to sit on the bench to get five minutes here, five minutes there, play a couple of cup games. And, you know, it's not going to help his development. I think the best thing for him, and I think the club know, is for him to move on um, and and go and play, play his football elsewhere. I know there's a lot of interest in him. I think there was some interest in, from Italy. There was some a lot of interest in the Premier League. I think Leeds are interested in him. Um, yep, yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, Newcastle. And... Look, whoever gets him are going to get a technically very good player, extremely fast and powerful, um, but also can finish. And he's got what I think the best thing about him is he's got so much composure in front of goal, scores all sorts of different goals, uh, and he's a real threat. He's a real, real threat. And if you're a defender, you know, he's got everything that you don't want to play against. He's, you know, he's powerful. He's got pace. He's got skill. He's tricky. Um, he'll keep you on your toes. So he's one of those players that, you know, will, will for me, only get better and better, and uh, there's a, there's a lot more left in this guy. I think it's a low risk signing. I think it's a relatively low fee for someone who's got so much development left in him. So wherever he goes, and I do think he will go this summer. I think it's, uh, it's going to be a bit of an exodus at PSG. I won't use the word deadwood. Um, I don't want to offend anyone on that one, but no. But on on a, on a serious note, on a serious note, he's certainly not deadwood. He's certainly not deadwood. This is a this is a, a real good up and coming talent. So. Um, it looks like, it, you know, he'll go to whichever club, you know, meets PSG's asking price, and um, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be a bad signing for any of those clubs that were that, that were mentioned in that tweet. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be ironic if um, if we ended up getting Callum Wendo and then PSG got Ekatike? So like that was, yeah. you know, kind of help us. You know, they move one out and move one in, and you know, we 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 we're involved in that sense. But it's 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 funny this link, Lee, because. I mean, we've been saying, well, I've been saying on the channel for ages and I know the lads have, have felt the same way. It very much feels like we're either going to get a top a top striker or a top winger. Um, and when I say top, I mean, you know, like top of the budget, you know, like yeah, 40, 50, yeah. 60 million. And I think, you know, with the fact that nowadays, and we've spoke about it loads of times before, nowadays teams tend to play with just one striker and then your two wingers. Yeah. And my worry was always that if we were to bring in, you know, like a top, top level striker, someone who would command to be in the start 11 week in, week out. So that's always a bit of a concern for me because I think you've got Callum Wilson there who's, you know, done fantastically well when fit. Um, and, you know, we've got Chris Woods available from the bench. Um, Dwight Gale's going to be going out. So really, we just probably need one more striker if Gale goes out. And I, th- these, this is why this Brozier link was interesting to me because I think it would be great to bring in a, a young striker who can, you know, play his trade, get better, learn under Eddie Howe. 
And it feels like Callum Wendo falls under that bracket in the same way that Brozier does. In the, he's a prospect, but he won't come in through the front door and go, I want to play week in, week out. It's someone who we can just gradually bring on. Whereas if we were to sign like an Isaac, he's going to have to play week in, week out. And then obviously you then think about what yeah. to do with Wilson. Absolutely. I think it's a really, really good point. My, you know, my, 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 my thoughts are that I think PS, I'm sorry, I think Newcastle United will, I think there's more chance of them putting that money into a winger and look, these, these links with Moussa Diaby are not going away. And I think that, you know, with it being a huge area that Newcastle want to strengthen or need to strengthen, um, it will make sense to put all of your eggs into the, into the Moussa Diaby basket. You've got Callum Wilson, you've got, Chris Wood, I know that you know he, he, he's not hit the ground running in terms of in terms of goals, but you know he's he's a guy there that can still offer something to the squad. And if you bring in a young talent, and believe me, PSG fans won't want to see Callum Wendo leave. Um, there's a massive affiliation to their to their youth. A lot of their youth um, plays and those players that are born in in, in the in the Paris suburbs, um, or come through the or come through the youth system. Um, but listen, the, these these guys are primed. To, to play Premier League football, um, you know, and I, and I think he would be a very low risk signing for Newcastle United, but one that could become very fruitful and, you know, in time be a, a really good, really, really solid signing for the club. But yeah, I think, I think Moussa Diaby for me seems as though that's the, that's the one, that's, that's the one that I think a lot of the fans and, you know, seen a lot of the reaction to, to your guys' Twitter uh, um, posts it seems as though this is the guy that a lot of the fans want and that would rather kind of use a lot of the um, the transfer budget remaining on. Um, look, he's a cracking player. I've seen a lot of him. He was at PSG myself, uh, he, himself, and I've seen a lot of him for PSG. You know, he's got he's got abundance of talent. Pete knows that my thoughts on him in terms of, I never understood why he ever left the club. I never understood why he was allowed to leave to go to Bayer Leverkusen. You always seen that he had something, even you know, in his, in his, in his debut season. So this, that for me would be a, the real key signing for Newcastle. And then, you know, if the, you, you know, any money left over, if there was the opportunity to go and get a Calamuendo, then, you know, uh, I think that would be some real good summer business. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just to touch on Musa Diaby um, while we're here, um, um, friend of the channel uh, Scott Wilson uh, put a little bit of an update um, today uh, that, that Newcastle are looking to make that final push for Musa Diaby uh, with Bayer Leverkusen wing is still their number one target. Um, there's mixed signals coming out from Bayer Leverkusen, which he alludes to, um, but they but you know from what they're saying is if they get a strong enough bid that they are looking to, that they would look to sell him. Um, uh, you know, a little bit like they did with Leon Bailey with Aston Villa. They got the they got the big enough bid in order for them to part with him, regardless of where their position is in Europe or Champions League football. Uh, but what's interesting about that is that, the, you know, with um, it, it's with that situation with, you know, what do we do? Do we go for a striker? Do we go for a right winger? And um, there, there is definitely uh, an ongoing, a little bit uh, of a discussion with that, um, and it's causing a little bit of a divide and a split within the within the Newcastle United camp. So, but before we move on, I just want to get your opinion, uh, loaded lads, in terms of you know, there's been a lot of conversations around: should we get a right winger? Should we sign a striker? 
which one, in your opinion, is the priority for, for Newcastle United? But just before I get <laughs> to come on to that point, um, you know, um, our, our, our favourite person always, Luke Edwards, has put in there that, you know, he's talked about, you know, that there's, there is a budget. <coughs> People say that there isn't, and then we need to manage that. Um, but there's that priority of the front line being uh, needed to be improved. And then he talks about um, that, you know, although we've been linked with so many players, it's now time to take that plunge and spend big on a top attacking player. So if we do do what Luke Edwards says that we're going to do, is spend big on a top attacking player, I'll go back to the point, lads, which one do you go for? Do you spend big on a right winger in Diabe, like Lee's mentioned, or do we go for an Izak or somewhere else in, in, the, in the top end of the pitch? What do you think? Mark, I'll come to you first. Um, that's the same Luke Edwards who said takeover wasn't going to happen, right? Just for clarity. <laughs> 50 million budget. That's the same. Okay, just no, I just want to clarify because you know, obviously top top guy knows what he's talking about. Um, I think I suppose where do you where do you start? So okay, let's go with Paqueta first. I think if 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 Newcastle don't get him this season, then we don't get him. I think that's that's the way I would look at that. Is is he what we need right now? I I agree with Lee. I don't think he is. I don't think he is what we need now. Would I through? Would I, would I love to see Diaby? I would do, but my biggest concern is Callum Wilson is made of glass, and we seen from last yeah. season yeah. he missed around yeah. fifteen games. So for me, yeah, look, we're we're probably going to get some additional goals through midfield with the likes of Bruno, Joe Linton, um, you know, Maxi will get his goals. Wilson will get his goals if he stays fit and he gets uh, and he stays in the team. But if he gets injured, I worry that we haven't got that backup. Listen, I like Chris Wood as ne- as much as the next guy, and yes, he he didn't get the goals. He got one or two um, to save Daz's blushes, um, but he, he's not gonna he's not gonna get you fifteen or twenty in a season. So for me, I I would be concerned at throwing. 60 million at Diaby because if we don't have a top striker on the end of what he can create and finish chances, and I know Diaby can finish chances, I would be worried. So I, I would rather see us get a good striker, would be my view. Somebody that can that that will get us that 15, 20 goals, certainly 20 goals a season, and then bring in a loan or a couple of loans in behind it. And I know that. You know, people are going. I'm sure it's PIF by everybody, but I don't. I don't, look. We've always said the club will be sensible, and you know, I think we have to trust in what they, what they're thinking and what they do. I'm sure. Look, if there's a price becomes right for Paqueta or does for Diaby, I mean, there's talk talk this evening that the the, the money for Paqueta now is around about the 50 million mark. It's not 70 from Leon anymore. So yeah. look. I think I think that you know, and and Lee said this. You know, we were talking about the French market. You know, it's been very very quiet to begin with, so I think things will hot up. I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle do a a, a decent deal towards the back end of the window, but for me, if we spend 60, 70 million on Diaby, I think you know Jordan made the point last week on the show. I think we could probably get three players for that, and we could get a good couple of loans and a, and, and a striker, or certainly throw the money on a striker. I think that's 
that's more important for me. I think again, you know, would be fantastic to have Diaby, but I, I just would be worried if Wilson gets injured again. Where's where do the goals come from? I, I think Mark, what you said is absolutely spot on. It's a, it's a great point, um, Richie. I'll come to you. You know, Mark's made some excellent points, and, and it's hard not to agree with him. But can you turn down that? <laughs> 13 goals, 12 assists from a right-sided midfielder. Is that something that we can turn down? Is that something, in your opinion, that we could that we should invest big money in? Pete, you know my you know my thoughts on Mr. Diaby. So it was a bit pointless coming to me straight after putting that side <laughs> up there, seriously. No, if I think for me, and as you said, Mart made really, really relevant points. Like, you know, you mentioned about there was the question I brought up last week. Do you spend all the money on DRB or do you spend what's roughly meant to be the same on, you know, a forward, a, a winger in a midfielder sort of thing for a similar sort of month? So it's interesting on that one. Um, you know, he's right. We do need a really a backup or someone who can push Wilson in case he's injured. Um, but I'm also concerned regards Poquette. Like, like a few people are in the chat as well, is I don't think we need him now, but I also get the feeling that, you know, you've got the World Cup coming up in November and December, and if he has a good World Cup, there's going to be a lot more suitors for him as well, especially, you know, at another transfer window on, so his price will have come down a little bit more, so more teams might be able to afford him. So, for me, it's Diaby's the one I want, you know that's the that if the, if the heart was there, you know he, he's that Gallic flair player that we all like. We had Ginola, Robert, Ben Arthur. You know he'll he'll get as many assists as he will goals. Uh, he'll scare whichever full back he's attacking on. And you know he can switch over flanks as well. You know so he could do the same with Maxi sort of thing. And um, so you know keep everyone on the, on the toes. But as I said. Do, do you have to do you go for that deal for Paqueta? Obviously, as you've said, the price has been quoted as coming down by 20 million euros tonight. Uh, so you know, you, you're starting to get to the uh, the the ballpark, you know, where Newcastle's closer to. But as you mentioned at the start, uh, Pete, you know, uh, Luke Edwards has mentioned, you know, we had a 50 million budget. Like we've mentioned this several times, we mentioned it last week as well. You know, Newcastle have turned around and said they will do a deal. For the player, if the right price is there for him, so you know they they could spend fifty million, they could spend a hundred million, they could spend up to two hundred. It doesn't make a difference if they believe they can get the player that will take them and advance them forward for the price that they want to pay and believe it's a fair deal for the club going forward for this season for financial fair play going forward over the next few years. They will do it. So. For me, I think what they might do is a bit like what uh, uh, Lee mentioned before. Obviously, I can't remember the pronounce that the lad's name who's uh, at PSG. It might be something where you know you you put your money in going for DRB and Paqueta and possibly loan the lad from PSG with an option to buy next year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, you know, everyone says and said technically there isn't uh, you know a financial fair play because obviously amortization spreads the cost and stuff like that. However, it still does get affected going forward sort of thing. So if we can loan for a year and then obviously take that into consideration going forward next year, you know, that that's something we could possibly work with. And I think that might be more the viable option. Or, you know, we've mentioned Brogia last week on possible loan as well. But I would 
for me, the two priority signings would be Diaby and um, Paqueta. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Chris, Daz, your thoughts? Actually, Dogs, Pete, just out of curiosity before we were, I wanted to ask Lee, I was mentioning, I'm going to ask Lee. It regards Paquette, I've seen him play, obviously, predominantly as a number 10. There was rumours, can he actually play as a false nine? Just for that striker sort of, you know, needs. I've heard he can play as a false nine as well, sort of thing. Yeah, he, he can, but he's less effective. He's less effective. Yeah. He's better. He's better. Just, just coming in, just beyond, um, in between the lines, just beyond uh, the front man. That's where he, he does his work. That's where he does his best work. So you are nullifying part of what he's his threat and part of what he's really, really good at, um, which is facing goal. You know, running at defenders, beating defenders, using the. You know, it's almost at times like a street footballer. He's, uh, you know. In the same mold that Neymar is, um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one good thing about him is he has got so much, um, you know, so much quality and so much versatility about him. And I think this is why he appeals to so many clubs because, you know, he can, he can play in so many different areas and so many different roles. Um, just want to just make a point. Uh, I think one of the people wrote on there that he's got a fifty-eight million release clause. Um, just to let you know, there are no release clauses in French football. Okay, just just so that if anybody kind of read that, so French football do not have release clauses; it's banned. So when um, you you know if Newcastle oh, wow. were going to pay, they'd have to pay the full fee. Right. Thanks, uh, sorry, Daz, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to jump in because I didn't actually get to hear the question because my internet was down. I think someone could have been pulling the piss out of me as well while I was down. I'd be watching that back, and there would be repercussions <laughs> if that happened. You bossy, you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, so I, I'll use my time to say, first of all, thank you to George for the donation to the channel. Thank you, George. Thank you. Uh, and also to everyone in the chat, make sure you hit that like button. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe. So because I didn't hear the question, I'll pass my, my time over to Chris. Have extra time there, Chris. Enjoy. I might need it, mate. I, to be fair, on this subject, I could probably talk for about an hour, but I promise I won't. Um, Okay, that's enough of Chris. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I started that as well. Um, no, no. Do, do you know what? When uh, when Lee was talking, you know about Paqueta, I thought I thought he was absolutely spot on what he was saying because it, I, I almost get the feeling with Paqueta now that it's right play a long time, and that's certainly how it feels. I even wonder whether you know this latest Paqueta news, which has obviously broke. You know the fact that he's gone to the club and he said he wants out and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It just makes me wonder. You know, have the club kind of pulled back and gone right? Hang on, we need to sort out what we're doing here because I do get the impression, like Martin said, that he was a player who was probably on the radar and they were thinking maybe next year, maybe the year after. But at the same time, we don't want to lose out on someone who we were looking at and thinking, well, you know, we'll go for him. You know, we we'll go for him in January. We we'll go for him in in the summer, the following summer. Um, so I wonder whether that's why maybe we're kind of, um, you know, sitting on our hands, so to speak, and working out what we're going to do. Um, because I, 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 right now he isn't a priority. The priority is the right winger and the striker, as we've all said. Um, for me to answer the question, I think, I think I, I see, I, I, I'm going against what I said months ago, but for me now, I actually think the priority is the right winger, but I totally agree with what Martin's saying and that. We need we need someone to be back up or someone there who is as good 
um, or potentially could be as good as Callum Wilson because, as we all know, you can't rely on Callum Wilson, as sadly as that is, due to injuries. Um, and that's why I feel like, you know, if we if we brought in um, if we brought in a striker who's got the potential, who could could be as good as Cam Wilson, someone who you think, you know, could could say play 10, 15 games a season in replacement of Callum Wilson when he's out. That would be great. Um, I was all for Brozier not that all, not that long ago. Um, <laughs> now we've now we've got the links with uh, Callum Wendo again of the same ilk, a player who can come in and do a job. And uh, who is only going to improve? But I do. I do. You know what stat I think did it for me, and what made my mind up. And again, I'm still my mind's still blown over it. Um, there was a stat. Um, it was a f- uh, few weeks ago, <clears throat> and it was it was comparing Miggy Almiron to Kevin Clark. And in yeah. what was it, thirty something appearances, Kevin Clark and and Miggy have got the same amounts. Or did Kevin Clark have more? Clark goals? had one more. ASM, he's got the same goals as ASM, Kieran Clark. Oh, as as well, ASM. Yeah, he's got the same same amount of goals as ASM, Kieran Clark has. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, they, they they compared him with Miggy, and you know what? As yeah. much as I love yeah. Miggy, I'm a big defender of Miggy. Like we, he he's also he's almost starting to remind me of a Honus Gutierrez. I love Honus Gutierrez, but when you look at his figures, they're, they're not they're not good enough. They weren't good enough. Um, with your wingers, especially nowadays, you look at some of the top wingers. You know, you look at the likes of Saleh, you look at the likes of Mane. You you're seeing them, and and the the figures they're producing are outstanding. And with the, some of the figures that our wingers produce are nowhere near it. And we need to improve that if we want to climb up that league. We need to improve that. Um, so I I do want a striker in to back up Wilson. Um, but I do think we need someone like Diaby. And now that we've kind of, uh, you know, the carrot's been dangled, he, he's the one I think we all really want. And I think he's the one that we should go for. And But equally, we do need the striker. But I'd be quite happy with a lone striker or someone to just play as backup who is there, you know, in the absence of Wilson. Sorry, can yeah. I just say, I don't, sorry, can I just go say on. very quickly, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that he'll stay at Lyon for another season. You know, I think Swan made the point earlier, it's a World Cup year. And, um, you know, it, it's a huge move for, for anyone who's on the cusp of, 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 um, of, of a World Cup squad to, to, to move this summer and, you know, potentially do harm to their chances. I'm not saying that would happen, of course. He's a talented player and probably will make the Brazil squad. But there's no reason why he, he wouldn't stay another, another year at Lyon. Um, you know, they're really strengthening their squad, bringing back some of their old boys and they, you know, they should have a much more solid season next season. Yes, they're not in Europe, but still, you know, they're, they're making moves this summer um, in the transfer market already. But, you know, if he stays, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, who, who's to say that, you know, for, for the kind of price that Leon want for him, that, that, that next year, that, that Newcastle wouldn't be able to get their man next year. But certainly, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if it's now or never. That's all I'm saying. I think yeah, a, he could sit, he could sit there chance. for another six months, Lee, to be fair, couldn't he? Yeah, and they could they could go exactly. back in January and go listen, get through the World Cup, exactly. do your thing. We're not exactly going we're not going to come in this window. But yeah. you know, just we, we we'll, Bruno. We'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to come back. Yeah. I think Bruno is a massive attraction to him, and I think that's why I'm not yeah, yeah. overly worried about Paqueta because yeah. I think you know we've seen him over. He's been at the back of Bruno's house in the tune shirt. So you know, there's a lot of signals to me say even if Arsenal were to come in for him, I, I don't think he'll make that move. I genuinely don't. 
and I think I, don't, I didn't up, see him at Arsenal either. I, 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 I think either, I, yeah. he will end up a Newcastle player. I just don't think it's this window. I think we've got other priorities. But one of the lads on the chat there, I don't know where it's gone, actually makes a real good point. Like lads, you know, we are we are you know we're probably sign players, but let's not forget, uh, you know, a new CEO is is also important as is sponsorship deals, as is other things. The club are doing its best, and the ownership are making inroads. We've got to trust in them and what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Liam, Liam and the guys were on matters there earlier on. Liam said it could be possible we don't have a striker in before the Forest game. And maybe we'll go with what we've got. We get a winger and we run with the strikers we've got. If we do, we'll probably reinforce later in the season. If that's the case, that's the case. All we can do is back the 11 lads to put those shirts on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at it from where we were last season, you take the second half of the season when Eddie Howe came in with what we've got by only adding Bruno, that's without what we've added already. We were in a top six position. We were top three. Hmm. It's got to be the so, right player, hasn't it, Mark? It's got to be the right player. It's got to be the right player. Right players, no and I think just everybody, everybody's like, let's get this, let's get that. It's PIF, let's go out and get all of them. We just need to... It's great. Listen, don't get me wrong. I love sitting here. I love Lee coming on. I love Jordan coming on. It's great that we're not sitting going, Jesus Christ, not Chowdhury again. Do you know what I mean? It's great to sit and... It's like having a fantasy football session. When you're sitting talking about Diaby, Paqueta and all these other players, you know, and, and you're sitting back and you're going, Jesus Christ, hang on a minute. I'm looking at training in Austria and I've got Botman and Bruno Gamerish. And I'm going, hang on, wake up call. And we've got people in the in the fan base freaking out because we're not going to sign, you know, all three players in one go in one window. So I think we need to keep a little bit of realism. Um, I think the club have said, and, we, and, and, and we've said on numerous occasions, if the deal is right for the club and the player's right, they'll do the deal. It's fluid. There is no budget. We've said it on multiple times on the shows. It's been said by the ownership. There isn't a budget, but we'll do what's right. So I think we have to just be sensible. I think we have to trust in what they're doing. And if we run with what we've got and we get a decent winger in, but we don't get a striker in, am I 100% happy? No, but I'll trust Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall and the team. And, you know, when I looked at the some of the footage today from the lads doing the go-karting and some of the training today, do you know what? i tell you one thing, compared to this time last season, we've a much better squad and we're in a much better place. So, you know, and we ain't going to give nobody a 14-game start. So, um, I'm, I'm, Pete, you made, you made a really good point, mate, a few weeks back. You said, I'm actually quite relaxed. Yeah. And so am I. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I think we'll get signings. I think there'll be a big signing in the window. Is it, if it's a striker, if it's a winger, I'm not really bothered. I'm just looking forward to the season bloody starting. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. honest with you, Mark. I, I 100% agree with you. And I think you're absolutely right in everything you've said. In that, first and foremost, I am relaxed. I love the fact that we come on here every Wednesday or every Thursday and we talk about these transfers that may or may not happen. It's, fan, it's fantasy it. stuff. Yeah, brilliant. I absolutely love it. You know why? Because regardless of even if we went into the season with the players that we've got now, like you've just said, Mark, it is significantly better than what we had this time last year. We are in a position where we could fight top 10 with the squad that we had now. And you know what? I'd still back us to get it, even with the players that we've got right now. Absolutely. And you know what you've added to that as well, Mark, is that Sven Botman, first choice, we've got him. Kieran Trippier, first choice, we've got him. Bruno Gamerez, first choice, we've got him. And you know what? Musa Diabe. First choice. I believe we'll get him. I really do. I believe we'll get him. You know, I why? think I think that's a deal that will be done. I've got to say, yeah. is is he is he the priority? As I said before, for me, no. 
but I think it's a I think it's a deal that the club want to do, and I think you know, albeit there's there's little bits and pieces floating around, there's not that much from from his side or from the club side. Yeah, you know, and that we, we had we had the, the stuff with Botman bouncing backwards and forwards, and we've a little bit with Diaby, but it's a it's a little little bit quieter, and that kind of makes me think that there's something going on in the background. But look, we. we it, it, it was fl- it, it fluttered because Lee, we talked about it a few weeks ago when you were on the show, and it, it was fluttered with the idea that you could potentially go back to PSG, but that's gone quiet. The only real link, and I can't remember who I spoke to, I was speaking to someone about this. The only real link that Moussa Diabe's had in the whole of this summer, apart from that little flutter with PSG, is us. We're the only ones at the table, and for me, that says to me that we are. Going for a player, and he is our first choice. And we've already proven with this new ownership that when we want our first choice, we get them. It's as simple as that. Like, you know, it, 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 that, that's that's the way it is, and, and that's the way I see it. And I just think, you know what, all the other links, Calimrendo, you know, all the other links that we've talked about, even the Eketike is great, talking about him, his potential. If it doesn't come to us, we've just named three or four other alternatives that we could get in. Lee's and yourselves have talked about Alexander Isak, who's a fantastic alternative that plays the same way as him. We've already got players in mind to come and replace these guys. So it's not, it is not the end of the world at yeah, all. I think, I think the, the other thing, Pete, and I was just, I was actually thinking about this driving home from work today. October last year, the five of us, along with a lot of other people, sat on the night of the takeover Drunk out of our heads, to be fair, and in some mess. Me. Yeah, I know no, it was just me. Pete was with me. But if you look to that from that day to where we are now, we're, we're it's on the rise. There will there will be no more bad windows. And I think sometimes we lose a little bit of perspective as to where we were to where we are. And I think sometimes it does no harm to have a little jolt to remind ourselves that night. When that takeover went through from where we were to that to that specific day, on that afternoon when that takeover happened, yeah. and now we're sitting talking about we better we we, we better get the RB this window and forget or otherwise there's trouble. Yeah, sorry, I think that's a really good point. I think perspective's really important, and I think that word's going to be important over the next five or six years because yeah. as Newcastle start to grow and push forward and challenge for honours and you know have regular European football. Um, Sometimes, you know, we, we lose sight of, of where we were. I mean, I've seen it at Paris Saint-Germain. You just look at the pitch and you've got, you know, stars that would, you know, you never, ever thought would play there, um, playing in the French League for Paris Saint-Germain. Um, sometimes there's no appreciation for it. There's no, kind of, it doesn't register. And there's some fans that would just kind of, you know, they'll turn their back or they'll whistle. You, you know, it's been quite documented. Certain players have been booed, and certain ways in which the club has been is has been run um, is booed. Now that won't be the case with Newcastle United because Newcastle United's fan base um, is, you know, generally a lot more passionate, a lot more understanding um, of, of, of the process than, than than what is in Paris. Is which Paris is not really a, a traditional footballing city. So, you know, I think perspective is really really important here. And I think that PSG, sorry, I think that Newcastle um, are building in the right way. And again, from the outside looking in, everything at the moment is being built so sensibly so far. No silly marquee signings, just sensible signings. 
And um, I think that Newcastle are building really nicely. And I think it's going to be a really good watch over the next few years just to kind of see the evolution of all of this. Um, so for Newcastle fans, everyone kind of watching, just, you know, keep that perspective and, and enjoy the ride because it's going to be a hell of a ride and it's going to be a lot of fun for, for everyone involved at the club. It really is. Definitely. Exactly. But I, I know um, we've, um, you've got to leave us really soon, Lee, but um, yeah. there's a couple of players. Uh, I seem to feel like I do this every week to you, so I apologise. But uh, there's a couple fine. of players I, I do want to, I do want to um, go Did to... Did you lads a... not talk about this this afternoon, no? <laughs> fucking talk no, to each other, then I'm... you don't plan it. Yeah, we live no. in the same house. I'm <laughs> France. We definitely do not live in the same house. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, we have other things to talk about. But yeah, um, it, look, there's a few players that I want to touch on. Um, yeah. Some friends based, some not. I know you've reported yeah. on Leicester, Leicester before. Um, what are your thoughts about, although it's gone quiet, the links with Tillemans? What, what's the situation with him? Again, another... Yeah, again, another real slow burn. There are lots of links, but no real movement. I think this is something that's affecting Leicester's transfer window, actually, knowing what's going to happen with this. How do, are they going to recoup any money to invest back into their squad? It's been a very quiet window for Leicester. Tiedemans, we know, is looking for a deal. He's got a 12 months, he's into the final 12 months of his contract. We know he's looking for a new challenge elsewhere. I think he would be open to a Newcastle move the same way he'd be open to Arsenal. I don't think there's any preferential team for him, but I think he just wants to move on. At the moment, there's no bids for him. There's nothing in for him. Just links. Nothing's moving. Interesting. Um, uh, Jean-Claire Tedibo um, from Nice. Yep. Um, yep. Again, he's a centre-back. We've already improved Sven yep. Botman, but there were links with Newcastle. Uh, what type of player is he? A really good player. Yeah, a really good player. Had a couple of years at Barcelona where he didn't get too much game time. Uh, he, he started off in Toulouse. Really made a good impression um, in, in Toulouse before he got his move to Barcelona. Uh, he's had a couple of loan, uh, a, a couple of loan deals out, and then he, he got a finally got a loan to Nice, and then signed permanently for Nice. I think it was around eight million. So he last season just gone was his first full season as a Nice player, as a contracted Nice player. Had a fantastic season, uh, thirty six or so appearances. Um, good player, as I said, tall. I think about six two, six three. Really good on the ball. Um, ball playing centre back, very comfortable coming out of defence with the ball, short range passing, long range passing, but passing with purpose. Um, chips in with the odd goal here or there as well. Again, we'll get better and better and better, um, but certainly not the worst defender to have your eye on. Interesting. Um, okay, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, I have to apologise, one or two called me out on this. Um, uh, last week when I mentioned him, Bubakar Traore. I think I called him um, something else. Bubakar. It was Bubakar Kamara, you kept calling him. Yeah, I think I called him Kamara and I apologise <laughs> for those that um, are, are the, uh, the, the, the um, spelling or pronunciation police. Villa fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> you, you said the one person, they knew exactly what I was talking about, but yet felt some sort of joy in calling me out on it, even though his name like this was up on the screen. You knew who I was talking about, but yet just wanted to put that in there. Um, I'm certainly not um, a Sinclair. There is no one other than John Sinclair. I think that's already <laughs> been proven in the last 18 months or so. Um, as great a guy that he is, um, 100%. But look, Bubakar Traore um, of Mets, or, or maybe 
not have met very long uh, for very long. What, what do you make of this guy and his links potentially with Newcastle? Yeah, um, uh, again, doesn't surprise me. Mets produce um, some great talent out of Africa. Um, they have a, a system, um, almost like a, uh, an academy, um, in some uh, quite a few of the of, of the West African countries. So they get a lot of these um, players come over from Africa and really make a name for themselves. Most famous, probably one of the most famous ones, was Sadio Mane, for example, um, who was who, who was brought over again from uh, from Africa and and made his name. What kind of broke into into football through Mets. Um, this guy again, you know, he's been um, one of the. I would say one of the bright spots. It's been one or two bright spots of Mets this season. Those of you that don't know, Mets were relegated on the last day of the season, and uh, there wasn't too much to shout about. But this is a guy that certainly came out of it with with no harm at all. You know, proved that he's got some some talent. He is now playing in League Two next season, and. Uh, you know, uh, maybe somebody can come and rescue him. Who knows? But I would have thought that, you know, if there was some interest in him from Newcastle, if the, you know, if this was some con concrete interest, again, low risk. And I don't think he would cost too much at all. Probably maybe around 10, 10 million pounds, something like that. Maybe a little less. Um, again, Mets will, will need the money. They'll need the finances <laughs> after relegation. But again, yeah, we're looking at someone here who's got a pretty powerful um, midfielder. Likes to move with the ball forward, very positive, and um, yeah, he's uh, again he, he would be a decent addition. Again, I don't know if he's better than what Newcastle have currently got, but someone who for the future certainly would uh, would, would add some quality to that midfield. Definitely another one to keep an eye on. Now, that, the, the, we've got a couple of questions in the chat, but there's one that I wanted to really have the, the discussion with you and get your thoughts on this. Um, and it came out today, and it's Hossem Awa uh, from Lyon. Um, uh, yeah, th there's been a lot of talk about him for the last few years. Yeah. What was really yeah, interesting nice. is Le Keep, um, and I'm sorry it's in French, Lee, you'll be able to read this, I certainly won't, in, in that um, actually... Um, he's been told that, that he could be available for transfer for as little as 15 million, I think it's 15 million euros. Wow. Um, this summer. That came out today. And obviously, um, you know, it's been heavily linked over the last couple of years with Arsenal. Yeah. Um, he's actually in talks with Real Betis at the moment. And Real mm -hmm. Betis, who I've never heard already at the club. Um, yeah. Uh, that came from Leon, and there's a discussion with uh, William Carvalho going the other way to Leon. That sort of discussion right. that's happening at the moment. But what's interesting about that is that he said the Premier League is is a priority for him. It's his preferral um, destination. You know, um, Hassan Awar. What are your thoughts about him? Where do you see him going? Could he potentially come to the Premier League? And if he did. What type of player would he be, ultimately, potentially, in the Newcastle squad? This is a guy who's got all the ability you, you would need, you'd want in a midfielder, but just doesn't display it enough. It's as simple as that. Now, look, Leon have been through a difficult couple of seasons, as, as I've said already. They've, you know, they've really underperformed in the last couple of seasons. Probably some of that, they haven't got their managerial, um, they haven't got their managerial choices correct, and there's issues off the pitch that, that, that have affected the club as a whole. Um, here's a play that need, needs a move. And there's about two or three plays in that Leon squad that, that, that need a move. He's one of them. Um, as you quite rightly said, Pete, he's been linked with Arsenal for the last God knows how many years. And I think, that, you know, there were, there were links to, 
30, 40 million. Now, if it's true that Leon will be willing to be, be willing to accept, you know, something in the region of 15 million, then I would say personally it'd be worth a punt. Um, great that Betis are in for him, but to be honest, I think he can he can play at a higher level than that. I, I, I still don't understand why Nabu Fakir is at Betis. Um, for yeah. me, he's yeah. he's. He, I think he he had a move to Liverpool that broke down. If if yeah. one of you might, I think if, if I'm right, he got it was really cl- it was really close to moving. It broke down. Yes, that's that's correct, Chris. Um, so again, I don't understand why he's there. He's an absolute world beater in, in, in playing for playing for Betis. He, you know, he should and could be playing at a higher level. This is another guy who I'd probably say that again. Yes, um, you know, probably should be aiming higher. Than, than Betis. Premier League wants to go there naturally. Would It would completely and utterly suit him. Um, a really classy midfielder on his day. Trickery, vision, passing, can score. Kind of like straight in the mould, and I don't want to compare him to Paul Scholes, but one of those plays that kind of picks up those pockets of spaces, you know, evades his, his defenders. Get, you know, late arriving into the box, can finish. And I think that some of his the issues with his form has probably been down to the fact that he needs a change. He needs a change. And, uh, you know, he, he would certainly be someone that at 15 million euros, you'd 100% take a punt on because, you know, a change of environment. And I think you'll get to see the real awesome hour. Is he, is he, do you know, I was just going to follow on for, when you were halfway through talking then, Lee, I was, I was like, I was thinking of Nabil Fakir and I was thinking if he, if Vail Betis managed to pull that off, I'd yeah. love to know what kind of relationships going on there. Cause they got <laughs> Nabil Fakir for the silly price. It was a silly price. Um, but in terms of our, I mean, obviously I don't know half as much as what you know, Lee, but is it, could you see him fitting into the Eddie Howe moulds? I mean, you've mentioned all those fabulous things about him, which sounds wonderful, but is he a player who is he a workhorse? Is he someone who will like get on board with the ethos that's in the club at the minute, or is he very much a bit well, maybe not as harsh as this, but is he very much a bit like a Pogba player, where like you know he's got that moment of brilliance in him, but then for three, four, five, six games he's quite lazy and he doesn't, or do you think it's just the fact that it, things aren't working out for him and he just needs a fresh start, but he will put the effort in and he will win. Lee, Lee, just before you answer that, just to follow this but on with it. You know, you mentioned about obviously he hasn't kicked on sometimes at third place and stuff like that. Do you think, and it's been mentioned quite a few times about what Newcastle are looking at about the person, the right person, you know, for the you know they're looking yeah. for. Does he have the right character to be in this Eddie Howe team as well? Obviously, you can answer that when you speak about what Chris asked. I think that's no. I think that's a really good kind of point to bring up. Um, I. If you're asking me based on the last two seasons and where Newcastle are as a club right now, what Eddie Howe's trying to build in terms of that real cohesive unit of everyone pulling in the same direction. Now, based on his last two years, I'd say no. I'd say, I'd say don't touch him based on purely that variable. If we're talking about Hossamauer two or three years ago, then I would say absolutely. He would slot into that team and, you know, he would you know, be able to show all of his qualities and certainly the type of player that Newcastle fans would really warm to very, very quickly. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal. I don't think he, he's a kind of, he is the kind of player that needs an arm around him. You know those types of players that need to be loved, that need to be, you know, kind of shown that they're an important part of, of, of the jigsaw. He's one of those players. So, you know, you may have those times where you will have an off day and, you know, he kind of needs... Gene up, he might need 
um, uh, Jamal Lascelles, you know, kind of geeing him up and, and, and sticking that arm around him. And, and you know, he's, he, is, he can be that kind of player. I wouldn't put him in the Pogba mould. Absolutely not. Um, but I would say that he's worth a punt as long as... But, but, but you know, there's things that he has, to, he has to buy into it as well. He's got to totally buy into, in, in, into something different if he wants to get that moving. There's a reason why he hasn't got that move. You know, he, he's been linked for all these years, but he's not moved. There's been no bids that have come in for him. So, you know, the, the, that probably is a bit of a concern, you know. It's just a play that's going to be consistent enough. Is he going to buy into our ethos? Is he, you know, that's probably a concern. I think it's a fair point to raise because, as I said, the last two seasons, he's, he's just not been consistent enough. And that's why he's still at Leon. But, you know, he's got quality, there's no doubt. He's got, he's, he's got abundance of quality. Um, and it's frustrating. I think when you spoke about Kosamawa at the start, Pete, what was the first thing I said? Frustrating. Yeah. The first word I used to describe it, he's one for, hell of a frustrating player. He's capable of so much more. He really is. So it's down to him now. Um, you know, he, can he make a difference? Absolutely. But I don't know if he's going to... You know, I don't know if he's if clubs are going to take a punt on anything over 20, 30 million pounds. 10, 15? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Very interesting. I think there's maybe one one or two super quick questions for Lee before we, we let him go. Um, I think no from the chat. Okay. Yeah, so two people asked the same question about... Has anyone asked the question about... Uh, to sell for, for, for Fana uh, tonight. So, uh, so we've always, got to ask that. We've got to ask that. Uh, uh, yeah, no change. I said, no change. I said to you, I said to you two, was it two weeks ago, a week or two weeks ago. I said to you, I'd be surprised if it's at long when the window ends at the start of September. I, I might be surprised because it looks like he might stay there for another year. Again, nobody's coming from yet. Look, there's seven weeks left of seven weeks left of the window. Um, anything can happen, but. I don't think he'll be going to PSG. It doesn't look like it at the moment. There were some links and talks. It's a, he's anyone's. He's anyone's. Is you put the money in, you, you lay the money down, and he moves. He moves. Mm. <laughs> Next question, Lee. Uh, Gory. Uh, probably pronounced his name wrong, but um, I mean, any Guiri, word yeah. on him? Um, nothing new on, on, on Guiri. Again, um, new manager in uh, Lucien Favre at Nice. So I think he'll just kind of certainly be, be, be looking at who he wants in his squad. He'll be taking a close look at Guiri. Um, would love to see him move. Pete, you guys, again, you know I, you, you know my, my feelings, my thoughts and feelings. I think he's a, a wonderful talent. And, um, you know, I spoke about the French market being quiet. Unless anyone really comes in with a meaningful bid, we know we won't really know if it's you know, if, if, if a move is on the table or not. But certainly there's nobody in, in, in at Nice now that, you know, we talked about Jean-Claire Todibo earlier. There's nobody that's untransferable. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. But certainly a target, for sure. I can't believe that Seco Fofana will stay at Lons for another season. From, from, what, from, what, from what we saw last season from him... And what he what he could bring to any team, not just Newcastle, but so I wish it was Newcastle, but any team, that would be just a crazy, crazy situation that he stays at Le Long. He said he said he's happy to stay there as well. Um, 
you know, for another year. And, you know, he's 20, I think he's 26, nearly 27. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you're not 21, mate. Um, you know, I, it, I don't know. I just, it'd be a shame if he went through his career and it was kind of, you know, he looked through, you know, his list of clubs and it, and it was all a bit underwhelming for him because he's capable of so much more. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But certainly, you know, he any team that puts a bid on the table, I think in excess of a round or in excess of 30 million gets the man. Definitely. Yeah, the rest of the questions we can probably handle, Pete. Uh, yeah. we, we, we'll uh, we'll give we'll give give Lee an area night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Lee, pleasure as always. Thank you for joining us. Uh, no I'm problem. Sure, it's thanks, a, always a pleasure. I'm sure there'll be lots more to talk about in the next week or two. Um, so always, uh, always, always plenty to talk about with Newcastle United. Always. Definitely. You, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, you Pleasure. take care. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Have a great take night. Care, thank you. Take care, Lee. Thank you. Cheers, Lee. Take it easy, Carl. Bye-bye. I always feel bad because I always keep him on longer than this. Longer than this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, always say, I always say, yeah, you know, because obviously he's, he's been away and he's obviously not seen his family because he's been working all day. Um, obviously reporting and doing his journalism <laughs> stuff and all the rest of it. I bumped into him, saw him briefly today. For, for other reasons, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just an hour and a half. yeah, come on, it's an hour and a half, and I'm like, shit. but yeah, but he, but to be fair, the one thing Lee always says is that he loves chatting with us, it, he loves the, the, the vibe that we have at Loaded Mag UFC, he loves the, the conversation that we have, really informative, the questions that we ask about certain players that he can then join into, and that is why the likes of Lee. The likes of Jordan, although he's gone missing tonight, but uh, I'll update on that in a second. Um, and the likes of, you know, Jack Tolbert, who loved what he did for half an hour tonight. You know, we've had others, we've got others to come that have come on for a show and uh, and, and really enjoyed what we do. And I, I just think it's important to to recognise that. Um, Daz, you made a good point as well. Um, we've yeah. only got 100 or so thumbs up uh, for the show tonight. You know, there's, a, there's there's 400 or so in the chat tonight. Everyone now, just go and click that thumbs up. It makes a massive difference to us. Go and do it right now. Thumbs up. Help the channel to grow. We've already had some amazing donations in the show tonight. Um, come and join us by putting that thumbs up. It just takes a click and it takes a second for you, but it means so much to us as a channel and whilst you're there just click the subscribe button if you're not already a subscriber to the channel and that will update you on all the shows that are there um and even we have some extra background music on it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh we don't get a hit for that now right that was me yeah on the show as it is Pete, we, have, we have loads yeah, we have loads of questions in the, in the chat pete that we could probably take among ourselves as well if you want to start for the, for start there and i'll probably link into some of the things you're going to bring up um, we go there, yeah. yeah cool. Why, why not? Cool. Why not? Uh, okay, I'll start. I'll start with an easy one for Martin. Is that a new top? It is, yep. Yeah, DH get special. Um, a couple of seasons ago, but yeah, it's the I don't know which nice. way is which. Yeah, it's got the NHS stuff on the all the stuff on. Yeah, DH get people knock it, but I'm telling you, got here quicker than Castori did. And three seasons on, two seasons on, still in good shape. So yeah, get yourself on the DH get. There obviously are 
other dodgy websites. And if anybody is in the Leicester area, just knock on Pete's door. He's off to Turkey. And if you give him a suitcase, he'll hook you up as well. <laughs> I'm not his life. By the way, if anybody turns up on Pete's gaff with a suitcase tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing. <laughs> Please take a picture. Yeah. Here's my size is Pete. Uh, no, okay, like the to deal with because I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's let's go to uh, a football related question. I know it's a topic you were going to bring up, Pete. I, I can't say his name right, so I'm going to call him uh, Chumpawumba. Uh, the guy from Aston Villa. That definitely wasn't right, but I tell you what, there's one person in the chat that's watching the show right now that would be excited that that, that name has come up. Um, and, and actually, part of his surname is actually the guy's name. So, Emeka. Um, a guy that a, a lad that I grew up with playing football with, fantastic centre back. Um, both of us, with the only two Newcastle fans in the city growing up together, he knows about Carne um, um from Aston Villa, and he was really excited that we were going to talk about this young man tonight um, playing for the under 19s at England level. Currently, at Aston Villa. Um, you know, like I say, young lad, 18 years old. It's a really, really interesting situation in terms of this young this young lad, if he was at any other club in a better situation, he would be given first team opportunities. The future would be like literally kind of built around him. But he's got a year left on his contract and he's not happy at Aston Villa at the moment. And it's looking like he could potentially leave because Aston Villa, if they leave the situation that it is at the moment, they could get him for absolutely nothing. Um, and this situation is really, really intriguing to the point where, um, you know, Craig Hope has even uh, uh, talked about it tonight. He he dropped a little uh, interesting situation with him um, and said, um, Chuck Wemaka um, of Aston Villa, the name's been mentioned and circulated in the summer. They're aware of his contract situation um, and an interesting development. But even before that, Graham Bailey, friend of the channel, has said um, it, leading European clubs, I move for Aston Villa youngster. And that was yesterday that he, he put that out there. And actually, he is, and Emeka said this as well, one of the best young centre midfielders in uh, Europe right now. Uh, and he genuinely is, and he would be an absolutely top, top talent. Boys, I don't know whether you know anything about him, whether you know everything about him. I don't know what your thoughts are about this, but I'm I'm genuinely excited about this potential deal if we could get it over the line before the season starts. I know I'm a little bit about... Because it's Villa. Sorry, Rich. Not right. I was going to say, I Chad's know a little bit about my... I know he did a, a decent job at the uh, under-19 Euros, obviously helped... helped uh, England to, to, to win the Euros at under-19 level, so he's obviously got good potential. Um, it's just whether, obviously, you'll see Newcastle as the project to develop with. Uh, that's what, what we can hope, basically. Yeah. Chris, what, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, mate, I don't know all that much about him. Obviously, I've heard of him. Um, like you rightly say, you know, a lot of people speak about him. And over the past couple of years, you know, people have been getting excited about him. Uh, as Rich said, you know, he's he's doing well for the development England teams. Um, but for me, like, I'd just love to get him just because I can just imagine the fume. Villa, Villa don't like us as it is. And then if we yeah, just yeah. come in and take their biggest prospects, probably arguably one of the biggest prospects in the country, uh, if we just swooped in and got him. That'd be like that'd be some some deal. And again, it goes it goes back to what we were saying before, you know, like um improving the underbelly and not necessarily needing to go out and sign these, you know, top, top midfielders when we can just, you know, we we we're happy with our starting eleven uh, midfield, but perhaps we can just upgrade in terms of what's, you know, below that. So, you know, like if we if we had a bench with players like Sean Longstaff, Joe Willock, um, you know. I can't even pronounce his name. I, I want to say Chumba Wumba now because I've seen I've seen what Lee Triple Mega. Yeah, Chumba Mega. <laughs> yeah, it would just be it would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm all for it, and I hope you know uh, that you know the rumors are true and that we are in for them because by the sounds of it, it won't just be us. There'll be a lot of people. Chumba Wumba. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've just um. I've just started, and, and Paul Oxley's just just mentioned in the chat. He's put, I can't believe. Sorry, sorry, Daz. Uh, I think I've, I've I've disrupted you there slightly. But he's put, can't believe Stevie G isn't getting him tied down. It's not even about Stevie Maybe G. Right now. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, he can't literally tie him down to a deal. Now he played a number of games last season um, and was given a number of opportunities, but he wants to he wants to be considered a, a big part of the future. He wants to be considered. Pot the Sorry. Oh, sorry. No. Sorry. The 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 elders were saying just made a pain. I'd forgot to put the mute on. Sorry. I doesn't matter. But what I was going to say is is that um, uh, from from Chuck Remaker's point of view is that he wants to be no. He wants to know that he's got an absolute chance in the future to be a top top player. And I just think that. Um, you know he's looking at his his options right now, and if Newcastle have got the money to get that deal right done right now, uh, and it might be 10, 15, 20 million. Um, I think at 18 years old, he's got a massive, massive future. He could be a, a top, top talent. So, really, really intrigued to see how this one unfolds. Um, that is for sure. Um, that is not the right picture. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, as well as that, th there's a couple of others out there as well. Um, one that we've not talked about uh, very often. I've not brought him on the transfer show, although he's been linked. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, Jack Harrison. Yeah. Jack Harrison's been linked a little bit with Newcastle United, quite a bit, like, in fact, in the last couple of weeks. And, and you know, there's been another link again. Um, uh, Akram uh, Connell has said um, that, you know, Eddie Howe wants to move, uh, you know, for Jack Harrison uh, as a backup to Anis at Maximum. Do you think that's a viable deal? Do you think that would be a good option for Newcastle to sign? What, what are your thoughts, boys? Not a priority. I think, I think we've got, a, I think we've got, you, you've got to look, we've got Ryan Fraser who can play on both flanks. I think he's a fantastic backup on both flanks. I, I just think there's other areas that we need as a priority. And Leeds, I know that, you know, they've sold Rafinha, um, they've sold Calvin Phillips. So they're only really going to sell him realistically is if it's a you know a huge offer because they don't need to sell because they've got that extra money off those two players. And to be fair, 
Harrison was one of their better players, so they're probably not gonna what they're not gonna want to let another one go. So for me, not a priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, Mitch, I, I think. Um, I mean, it's a priority position, but I mean, I don't think you can talk about it in the same breath as the players we've been linked with, like the Um I think I think he would. He's a, is he improvement on Murphy and Richie and maybe Almiron? Yeah, you could say. Yeah, he probably is. But I think, like you've rightly said, you know, we, we've seen and we saw parts of it last season that Fraser Fraser is predominantly better on the left. Um, so if Fraser is the backup to um, St. Maximin, then I would see Miggy as the backup to the new right winger that we bring in. And I, I would be happy going into the season with uh, Maxi, Fraser, Miggy and a new right winger. Now, do I think that Jack Harrison is that much of an upgrade? On Miggy or Fraser, I, I'm not too sure. Um, I wouldn't don't get me wrong. If we signed him tomorrow, I'd get behind him, and he showed real real promise last season for Leeds. Um, but just to add into what Richie's just said, then I think it would be suicide if Leeds sold him because you, to lose Phillips, Rafinha, and Harrison, who were really their three main players last season, they've, they've obviously resigned themselves to relegation. I know they've signed. Um, and I don't know if you lads know much about him, uh, Sinistera. Um, who is from yeah, PSV, if I'm right in saying, yes, good player, yeah. Um, so they brought in uh, they brought in Tyler Adams as well to replace Calvin Phillips from Leipzig. The American, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so it's a bit a bit of a risk, but you know, who knows? It could pay off. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we if we signed Harrison, I'm not opposed to sign signing Harrison, but um, I I I think we should look elsewhere personally. Does for me, Harrison. Uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for me, uh, no, I, I don't really want him. Uh, he doesn't doesn't tick the box uh, for what we should, we should be looking at now. If we if we are going to, I agree with what Chris is saying. He's he'd be an improvement on on the three players you mentioned. You mentioned Richie Mur, uh, Murphy, and he said Miggy. But Miggy Miggy is starting to play well uh, as as we we kind yeah, of talked yeah. about on Sunday night. But. Uh, um, yeah, no, no, I want to level up again if if we're for for looking at strengthening in that position. Um, I, I, have a, I have a question as well, and it's linked to what you mentioned, Pete, as well. It's a question, also a question in the chat, and it's uh, about Jordan. Have we any any update on Jordan? Is he going to make it tonight? No. Um. So unfortunately, Jordan's not going to make it. He's had some problems with getting his luggage, so he's he's been able to get to the to the airport where his luggage was meant to be arriving, and it's not been able to arrive um, and certainly get back in time. However, and Daz, you, you've already got it put in the um, in the in, in the brand already. Um, we will be having Jordan and another guest on at some point over the next few days, um, actually over the weekend. Um, and so, even although Jordan is not going to be here tonight, he will be in the next few days, and we've got him uh, with. Um, I don't know if you want to put it on the screen. Daz? Yeah. I'm waiting for you to say it, then press it. Jordan and his good pal Liam Kennedy are going to be joining us. Um, uh, and they've, they, I think they're going to be joining us on Friday to do a bit of a review of the uh, first preseason friendly of this season, um, aside from Gateway. 
uh, uh, Gateshead, sorry, Gateway, uh, Gateshead. Um, so, um, yep, Jordan and Lynn will be um, uh, joining us straight after the game um, to talk uh, the first preseason friendly uh, abroad and talk all things Newcastle United. So, uh, both Liam and Jordan are excited to come and join us for that. Uh, they will be here, luggage and all. Um, to discuss Newcastle United, and we'll, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a lot to talk about on Friday evening. So yeah, don't worry, Jordan's not here tonight. He sorted out his luggage. Also, he can make sure he's here on Friday to talk Newcastle United with us. So yeah, keep an eye on that one and come and join us uh, for that chat as well. But yeah, um, he did message me to say that it might be difficult right now because he's had a few problems uh, managing to get his luggage back to the hotel in time to come join. His dad's gone on. I think he's frozen again. He's frozen again. He's frozen again. But look, don't Want worry. Me to grab some questions, Pete. No, uh, he's, he's moving. He's moving. He's back. I'm he's back. back. Oh, sorry, back. my internet's very bad tonight. Um, so did, you, did you want questions, or do you want to tell people what's happening over the next couple of days? Well, I, I, I think we, we can go to a couple of questions, but I want to ask you yeah. guys a question. Um, interesting conversation. Um, this this came about today. Would you take this man to play on the right-hand side of midfield? Very interesting no. question. Wolves. Very interesting question. <laughs> Daz is straight in with a no. no. Uh, Wolves have said they're I'd ready to a 10 million, 10 million for Adama Traore this summer. Everton have said to be interested. There are other reports <clears> to say that Newcastle are potentially interested. I don't know whether that's the case, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Just a quick yes or no around the table. Daz is a no. Richie, we can't have two potential ESMs on the pitch at the same time, uh, so no for me. Okay, and Chris, <sighs> this is a hard one, isn't it? Because you know, product of the Barca Youth Academy, um, he's clearly got all the talent. <laughs> he's got all the, you know, he's he's got the he's got the tools, hasn't he? But he doesn't quite produce. And it was not so long ago, was it? About 18, well, maybe not even 18 months ago. And we were talking uh, with Wolves fans, Pete, on the Away Days show, saying, oh, would you prefer Maxi? Would you prefer Traore? I mean, I think that 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 uh, question's kind of, uh, you know, I think that question's an obvious one now, what the answer is. But um, I think for 10 million, is he, is he worth the risk? Is he someone that how could coach and get the best out of him? I mean, 10 million these days doesn't get you much, does it? Um and I just like the idea of him being all oiled up and, like, you know, scared in the opposition because he's so, so someone bad. Has said, someone has said he's Avon products too. We noticed that. Uh, I, should have, I should have said that. Should I, I should have said that. Should I, 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 I'm going to clip that bit, Pete, or, um, Chris. <laughs> I just know him all. all. I'm not even going to sit repeat it. <laughs> Chris, you've only done it to yourself. You've yeah, that was my own fault. That was my own fault. Um, yeah. um, just, just a couple of extras um, just while we're here. What do you um, think, by the way, Pete? I want to hear what you think. Um, I think he, he he's probably one on the list, but one very much at the bottom of the list. I think, obviously, you, you know, th there is there is significant gaps between him and um, Moussa Diabe. Uh, oh, yeah. Significant gaps. The fact that Barcelona didn't take him when they had the chance to make it a permanent deal tells you a lot about where he is in his career, unfortunately, for him. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think it would be a last a last ditch deal. And I actually think if Newcastle were to take him, it'd be purely on a loan. I don't think we'd pay to to buy him permanently uh, if we were. But it'd be a it would be a last a last resort issue. Um, another one that was interestingly linked, and I'm quite interested about this one, is um, uh, Jafet Tanganga um, from Tottenham. Uh, so yeah, there, there were some links in there with, with Tanganga apparently creating some interest. And it was from uh, Marco uh, Contero from um, uh, Tutone uh, Makato Web um, that had mentioned that obviously Milan, of course, it, it wouldn't be anyone else. Milan interested in him, but but Newcastle were also interested in him as well. Could we steal another um, centre-back uh, from um, Milan to ensure that you know, he came to Newcastle. I don't know whether you guys have seen a lot of him from last season, um, but but what are your thoughts of potentially getting Tanganga um, from Tottenham uh, to to Newcastle? I actually like him as a player, Pete. Um, I think he's, he's put, he can play on the right as well. So, obviously, I know we don't necessarily need uh, another right-back at the minute with, obviously, Kraft there, but he'd be perfect to learn the trade under Kieran Trippier over the next few a uh, few seasons as well, but also the f- fact that he can, uh, he can cover at centre back as well. Yeah, it would all depend on what the cost would be, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it's definitely there. But as we said before, with when we were talking about Jack Harrison, for me, it's not another priority at the minute. Uh, money could be spent elsewhere, but yeah, I think he's a decent player. Interesting, interesting. Um, Chris, Daz, Tanganga. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't. I don't. Uh, with him, I don't feel particularly strong over it. I think he's what early mid twenties, so he's, yeah. he's still pretty uh, young. He's still young. Well, yeah. well, I'll ask you another question. Do you think that, uh, like, and I don't know how much you've seen of him, but is he someone that you would take um, and give an opportunity to ahead of Jamal Lascelles? Oh, million percent. Million percent. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not Tanganga's biggest, you know, follower. I don't, I don't, I don't watch him week in, week out. But from what I've seen, um, he's definitely, you know, a prospect. And the fact, that I, again, you may have just said this, Pete, but he he's predominantly a right back, isn't he? But he can play centre back. So, yeah, he's predominantly right back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Rich, if it was you who said it, but yeah, I think um, he, he. But he's what we were talking about, weren't we? Saying that if you were to bring in a right back, it would have to be someone who would be quite happy to play understudy to Kevin Trippy for the next eighteen months, two years, because realistically, that's what's going to happen. Um, but again, if he improves the squad and if we move out Mankio and bring him in, or you know, Kraft moves on, or Lascelles moves on, I'd be quite happy for him to be in the squad because there's probably a lot of room for improvement. To be fair, the only the only thing that I think is a concern about Tanganga is got it. Get, get better with his head as not as in as in his head and ability. I mean, as in, in his head, he's there's a couple of times where he's given a rash bookings away, and I think one there was one game last season where he literally picked up two bookings in the space of about five to ten minutes, and it ended up costing the Spurs the game. Um, so I think that's probably the only thing that would be my slight concern about Tanganga. Yeah, for me, I just I agree with what Foxy's in there. It would depend on the price and see see where it fits in, and then, but yeah, not doesn't sway me either way, you know. Um, yeah, one of them where it's a, it's a it's a kind of a, a loan with a view to buy, but um, yeah. again, 
Uh, and another little link that I thought we'd keep keep a hold on. Um, there was also an, uh, another uh, another striker link, uh, Raúl uh, de Thomas uh, from Espanyol. Uh, Seventeen goals last season um, in La Liga. Um, you know, it, it does come in the mould a little bit like a Chris Wood. Um, disciplinary record isn't the best. I think he's got fifty something yellow cards. I think he's got five. Or six Sorry, red. breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! He's got out of his lederhosen. Let's get him on. Hang on, hang on. Get him on. Love, love the commitment. Jordan. Yes. Can you see his lights? Oh, you all right? Here he is. Here he is. Look at it all. How you doing, fella? Yeah, good. I, I didn't want to let you down, so I've, uh, I've logged on from a city centre bar just as uh, I've settled down for a, for a quick one before I head off to... Sleep night been a been a long day, but uh, see, I thought I'd log on. I, I didn't. I didn't want to let you down and, and not come. So uh, I, I hope this. I hope you're all settled with us. Ah, oh, no, mate. Thank you. Thank you That's for coming cool. on. I know you've had a, a a mad day, luggage and all. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a, a bit of a strange one for you. But look, look. Uh, one question I'll ask you actually. Uh, forget the other question about the transfer. Let's ask you about this one. <laughs> is that first of all, uh, obviously, Daz has changed his background to a little bit of an Austrian. Um, yeah, Austrian, Austrian feel. yes, yes. Uh, Say that, yeah. Um, but uh, what what are your fit? I'm, I'm assuming this is your first pre season. Is this your first pre season covering Newcastle United? Yeah, well, if you um, if you take away going to uh, York City, Harrogate, uh, Doncaster Rovers, Rotherham United. <laughs> no disrespect to them, club, obviously, but um, yeah, in terms of a, a pre-season two-hour abroad or a pre-season camp, then yeah, this this is my first one. So uh, look, it's, it, I've been around the city for the last couple of days, and it's it's, it's a lovely, lovely city, really historic city. Um, lots of lovely buildings, um, nice people. Say the hotel staff, given the luggage problems we've had, have, have went uh, above and beyond to help her really. So. Uh, yeah, all all positive so far in terms of the experience of, of this city, and it's my first time in Austria as well. So, so only only got good good things to say at this moment. What about the camp, though? What about the camp, like being involved, that like, you know, obviously the preseason camp with Newcastle and all the rest of it. Like, how does this feel to you? How does it seem on the outside, looking at what's going on with with, with the squad at the moment in the build up to their first preseason proper preseason friendly? Yeah, so uh, we're based an hour out from from the camp. Newcastle are up in the up in the mountains, so they're, they're about an hour away from Salzburg. So, uh, myself and Liam will be heading up there on on Friday for the for the first game, and then the, uh, the media day with with Eddie Howes is Saturday. Um, so hopefully, speak to a couple of players like Sophie said, Botman, maybe a, a Kieran Trippier, Nick Pope. Um, hopefully, plenty of players to speak to. Be, be good to sit down with the players because, um, given COVID restrictions over the last sort of you know eight, 18, 12 months that we've barely had a chance to, to speak to players that'll be a, a good experience um, so I'm just I'm just really looking looking forward to it I've, I've seen the, the videos what the club have tweeted out in terms of the the team bonding um, the, the double sessions that they've had over the last couple of days so look at, they're having lots of fun in terms of building building up a, te- a good team spirit but they're also doing the you know the hard hard yards by preparing mm-hmm. for the season and um, say so get, getting the fitness levels Right, hopefully, say to start that Nottingham Forest game. Uh, hopefully, with three points. Jordan, how, how did you and Liam get on in the go karting race? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I think our invite got lost in the post. Um, <laughs> but look, um, you know, it's, I say if we're up there on Saturday, we might see if we can uh, we can have a have a race. Um, it's just between me and Liam. I'd back myself, like. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jordan, uh, two, two questions here from the chat, and everyone wants to know this: Did you collect your luggage yet? Yes. So, um, I don't know if. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, I don't know if everyone, well, I, I don't know if everyone's followed me on the last couple of days, but yeah, um, basically we we flew from Newcastle to Frankfurt, Frankfurt over to Salzburg, and uh, our luggage wasn't carried on the connection flight. So, um, as we arrived in Salzburg, we learned that our luggage wasn't with us. So, um, me and Liam for um, probably a day and a half sat in the the same clothes until we uh, plucked up the courage to, uh, <laughs> to go to H&M the, uh, this afternoon to, to get a new top, uh, you know, new new boxers or whatever, and <laughs> just a whole new outfit, basically. Um, and then, thankfully, we, we got the call to, uh, that the, the luggage had arrived at, uh, at, Fra- at Salzburg Airport and we went and collected straight away. We, we weren't waiting any longer. Um, so it's, it's been a bit of a struggle. Look, it's... Uh, it could have been worse. It, 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 look, it's not nice when you land in a country and you, you find out you've got no luggage. Um, but look, we, we laughed it off. Um, had a good laugh about it. And look, we, we can't laugh about it now because we finally got the luggage. Thankfully, no items were missing. So um, all the clothes are there. I, I went to uh, H&M and, New, and Newcastle on Saturday, um, as well as JD. Bought a couple of a nice new tops for the for the trip. So um, if I hadn't got my luggage back, I would have probably wasted about £250 on new clothes. So uh, no, <laughs> Really, really happy that we managed to, to get it back. I was I was doubting that would, that would happen, but um, look, we got it, and you know, happy happy days. Last question from the chat is uh, from Oogie. Have you seen the kangaroo kangaroo yet? The, <laughs> I, no, honestly, I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm being a bit dummy, but I have no idea what uh, Oogie is talking about there. Yeah, they're, they're right. <laughs> let's pass over that one. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> that's the questions in the chat. <laughs> uh, uh, look, Jordan, I really appreciate you taking a, a few minutes um, to come and join us um, after your luggage debacle uh, <laughs> over the last couple of days. Certainly tonight, going to collect it. But look, we're, we're promoted already. Yourself and and Liam are going to be joining us Friday after the game um, against 1860 Munich. If I'm right in thinking. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, you're going to give us the lowdown and a bit of a review of the game. Um, and we'll be able to talk all things Newcastle then as well. So, really looking forward to kind of getting our teeth into that and uh, hopefully seeing a win, some good performances. Sven Botman yep. and Dick Pope, uh, you know, we're looking to see the, the, those guys up and running um, as well as the others. So, yeah, looking forward to catching up with you again on Friday to talk a little bit more. Yeah, looking forward to it, lads. I see it'll be good to, to come live from Austria and, and you know chat about chat about football. Hopefully, um, a good performance as you mentioned, and see what can give a bit of insight into the, hopefully the, the new signings like Sir like Sir Botman. Obviously, a lot of a lot of hype around him, understandably, because he didn't play against Gator last week. Um, so it'll be his first minutes, and yeah, happy days, new signings, um, lots of other things to look at as well. So now, really looking forward to the show, lads, and obviously thanks for thanks for hosting me and Liam. We're really looking really looking forward to it. Definitely. Anytime. Top man. Give Liam our best, Great mate. Jordan. Yeah, we'll definitely. Thanks, lads. We'll let you go, Jordan. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your enjoy your pint. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on Friday, mate. So you want to say bye? Ah, oh, there he is. Catch <laughs> 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 Top man. Cheers, lads.
Take, Take care. That's class. With Jordan popped on there now. Yeah, it was nice for him to pop on. Yeah. Should we give a quick run through of what's coming up uh, and and the, the sponsors before we before I forget towards the end of the show? Um, okay, just a shout out. So let me grab that. Uh, shout out to Shy Barnes, Burns, Burns as I call them, Shy Barnes, uh, and the range that Simon has and uh, in the chat. Uh, sorry, Simon's in the chat tonight. And uh, you know, everyone knows where to go to find Simon's stuff now. That's the website there. And also, there's the loaded t shirt as modeled by someone who's also in the chat and Richie, Chris, and Chris, and Adam, Adam as well, as, as, as Pete Don's his as well. Yay! Nice one, Adam. And he's also wearing the, the loaded hat as well. So, fair play to Adam. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to uh pins and prints and the range that Dean has available there and retro in UFC. And Richie, there's a market coming up, isn't there? Yep, yeah, it's the last weekend in July, it's going to be at Tynemouth Market on the Saturday. Um, so it's the same Saturday as the Bilbao friendly. So if there's anyone coming up for both of the friendlies, get yourself, you know, on the Saturday morning between the Friday night game and the, th- and the Saturday afternoon game, um, pick up some fantastic retro kits. There's some, he dropped a, a little bit of a photo bomb yesterday on Twitter, and there's some very, very nice kits in there, uh, which is going to be on option like quite a few of the 96, 97s. There's a few of the old Umbro ones from the uh, early 80s and stuff like that in there as well. So that's your cup of tea. Uh, pop along and see them on uh, the Saturday, last Saturday of the month. Nice one. Cheers, Richie. And uh, Machine House and uh, Martin from Machine House is in the chat. And make sure you you, you log on to Machine House's website and get yourself on that mailing list. Uh, and the, you also pick up the the discount then as well. And just just to flash up some of the the items that that Machine House have: the t-shirts, the hoodies, uh, men's and women's, and. Lovely range uh, that uh, is available t- today and more to come. So uh, check that out from Machine House, um, and you'll also find them on Twitter as well. You'll see them. You'll see them always uh, promoting our shows, and we're constantly backing over as well. So fair play to the lads uh, from there. Uh, from there, um, we have then what's coming up. Well, we want to go to that next, Pete. Um, just to kind of as we as you've mentioned, uh, we have. Um, on Friday now with uh, Jordan and Liam, we have a show on Sunday. There's no poster yet. I, I, I know Richie's it's coming getting up with tomorrow's show, guys. Off, I am. Thanks, Richie. <laughs> Tomorrow's show. It's been a long night, and my internet's been driving me. Um, yeah. So tomorrow at eight o'clock, Pete, tell us about this one. Yeah, a, a little bit of a different show. Um, I, as you've said, it's called United, um, and it's about uniting different uh, YouTube channels. Um, together, so we we are you know it's a pleasure to welcome um, Lee from Newcastle Fans TV and Alex Hurst from True Faith um, and UFC podcast that are going to come on and and talk a little bit about uh, Newcastle United and you know how the summer's been so far, what we expect from pre season, and certainly looking ahead 
to to the season, what what to expect, and you know, speaking to both, they are really excited to come on and and talk Newcastle United with us. So, um, yeah, it should make for a really really good show. Um, again, get your questions in. Feel free to ask anything. Um, the these lads will 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 be um here to answer all your questions. That is for sure. Also, we might mention what's coming up as well. So if you've, you've managed to, to last this long in the chat, there's still 300 in the chat, and you've been watching this back and you're still with us, you get to see what's coming up. It's a little, little, little preview. So ne- next week on the Fully Loaded Transfer Show, we have Graham Bailey. Graham Bailey is going to join us uh, next Thursday, I think it is. Isn't that right, lads? Yes, th- Thursday, yes. yes. Thursday. So one to look, look out for, and hopefully with Jordan and Lee as well. And as we, I missed out, I, you distracted me, Richie. This Sunday, <laughs> this Sunday, I'm all over the place here. Um, this Sunday, <laughs> we have a show with um, Stu and Mitch. So uh, that's to be to put together as well. No poster available for that yet. Richie's coming to me with ideas, a few ideas there this evening. Richie, thanks for that. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's even worse if you know what the topics of conversation that they wanted to talk about. <laughs> Only me and Daz know about that. So it's not mentioned as much as smugglers, is it? It's worse. Uh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, would look forward for Sunday night. I oh, hope great. that's a late, yeah. a late night one. Um, and yeah, watch uh, it. People have asked in the chat, so I'm going to let them know as well. We do have the return of Sean Casey. So it's not this Sunday, the following Sunday. So where dreams or reality, you decide. So Sean Casey will be back with us on uh, Sunday week. So that's a few. There's, just, there's still a lot more shows that I haven't put on here because we're still trying to organize dates. But uh, yeah, it's a few that are in the pipeline. Back to you, Pete. That's it from me. Uh, another pleasure um, to have the uh, Footloose Transfer Show, Episode 7, uh, uh, ticked off for another week. Um, lots of, lots of different transfers. And as I said earlier on in the show, it's a pleasure to talk about all the potential transfers that we have um, uh, coming to Newcastle United. Because this time last year, we didn't have any. So therefore, um, it's always good to talk about what could potentially be happening. Um, and equally, the guests, um, obviously, his boys talking about things and looking forward to what's going to be a really, really exciting end to the summer and the beginning of the new season. So, look, until then, uh, have a fantastic week and we will see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock sharp for the new United show, which will be fantastic. Take care, guys. Speak to you soon. Good night. Hi. Good night, everyone. Oh, 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 oh,